Still need to go? <laughs> Ones or twos? Telling Porky Pies. Bring the hammer, Daddy. I killed your dog with this. And a nail. You've got ten seconds to go, or Daddy's gonna nail it to the chair. One. Two. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, where for two hours every single week, we hold your ears captive and audibly torture you, leaving you mentally scarred, wondering how you'll ever get back to normal. That's good. Right? Right? <laughs> I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And I'm roommate Jen. Oh, wait. No, I'm not. I'm Whoa. Justin. <laughs> I, think she, uh, I think she smoked about seven packs of cigarettes before she came over. Oh, I thought I was actually pretty angry. <laughs> I'm roommate Jen. I, I was doing some screaming today, so my throat is a little raspy. So, uh, Did you show Mike that? I did no? not. Oh. Okay. I've never been able to scream on recordings before, and I perfected it. So neither that... neither did I up until this yep. last recording. Look at you two just grow, growing together musically. It's cute. Oh, thanks, man. It's really cute. Like two peas and a and a pea. <laughs> two, two, <laughs> two penises and a really weird looking pea pod. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know where to go from a that. Pe- a penis pod. <laughs> oh my god! All right, guys. Okay. We're so fifteen. Fifteen episodes away. From from the big old one hundred. One hundred. I didn't think we were gonna get to two. Let, two, two episodes. To, to let alone. That's true. We be, didn't be, be so close to hundred. You know what we should do for the hundred. We should get tattoos. <laughs> oh, dude. We have to get two tattoos now. Shit. Damn it. Yeah, we, well, in, in classic uh, us fashion, we've procrastinated on getting our tattoos yep. because of reasons that are reasons. only known to us. But that's our that's kind of our milieu. Like, we procrastinate. That's what we do. You know what? Uh, so it'll it's it's fitting. So around 100, we'll finally get our first yeah. tattoo. Because you, you it what? took us six months to actually get this... <laughs> <laughs> to get this podcast off the ground. True. Do you know what's and more you know exciting? What else is? <laughs> Son of a bitch. Get out of here. What, Jay? Go. What? You know what's more exciting than episode 100? What's that? Episode 104. Yeah. Dang. Why? Because that's oh, two years. That's two oh, full years. Two full years. I'm not good at math. <laughs> I failed uh, math. Math in general. All, all of the math. Oh, dude, I sucked at all of the math. Oh, my God. Speaking of sucking, this week has sucked. <laughs> Why don't you tell us about your shit week, Mike? Oh, my Mike? God. 
So this all started uh, last a week ago yesterday. So we record on Wednesday nights. So a week ago yesterday, so last Tuesday, um, I was driving home from work. I had a, a late shift or whatever, and it was like about eleven o'clock. And I'm driving home, stopped at the bank to put a check in the in the in the bank or whatever to cash for the morning. Money in the bank. And uh, Shorty, what you drank? <laughs> go to start my car. Car's dead. Uh, Completely dead. Damn it. Had to get it towed like 15 miles to my shop. Or oh, actually, we talked about this last week. Did we? No, yeah. we did. Okay. Because so, about you being clairvoyant. Ah, the, that's right. the day that's before, right. you're we like, did. yeah, my fucking car's probably going to die yeah, soon. Yeah, no, it happened on Tuesday. We record Wednesday. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, fast forward to today, Wednesday, <clears throat> about two hours ago, I uh, get home from work and uh, I got coolant leaking all over my fucking driveway. Oh, no. Car got towed again today. Oh, so, no. Twice in almost a, it's a week and a day. And it's uh, Fuck. But, you know, on the bright side, it sounds like you made a new friend. Sounds like your tow truck driver was a real nice oh, guy. Yeah, it was, um... <laughs> His tow how truck... Do I, how do I put this mildly? Uh, uh, that guy was a fucking putz. <laughs> His tow truck driver also uh, almost <clears throat> assaulted a man out in front yeah, of yeah, Mike. Yeah, almost accosted him right there. <laughs> <laughs> out in front of Mike's house because yeah. the guy was honking his horn at, at uh, yeah, yeah. Adam. I was I was honestly afraid because you know most tow truck drivers probably carry because they go out at all hours of the night. Oh, for sure. They probably carry this this fucking dude was not mentally <clears throat> stable at all. Um, and I don't mean that in like a like a weird offensive way. I mean like like legitimately. I'm I worried about this guy's well being. Right. Because like he pulled up to the house. The, the guy was just a fucking idiot. Like the biggest idiot I've ever seen in my life. He blocked. I went to go move Tell my car. Tell us how you really feel about him. I went to go move my car <laughs> and I had to go pull in a driveway and he blocked me in the person's driveway and made me wait there for 10 minutes. Like who, who the fuck does that? I, I, I'm just You should have started honking your horn at him. <laughs> I'm fucking working here. <laughs> oh my God. I was just baffled by the whole thing. You know what's funny is a second ago you said, oh, probably most tow, dri- tow truck drivers carry. And I agreed with you. I said, oh yeah, like I know. The only thing I'm basing that off of is Men in Black. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's that scene where, uh, uh, oh, what the hell's his name? Uh, uh, your skin is hanging off your right. bones. What the hell's his oh, name? Oh, uh, uh, Edgar. 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 Oh, Edgar, your skin is hanging off your bones. Uh, <laughs> he walks up to a tow truck driver and points a gun at him, and the tow truck driver goes, please. And pull, <laughs> the biggest has, like, joke, a, like the giant Joker gun from like, sitting in his belt. That's the only thing that I have to base uh, well, any anything, any sort of if, reality on is the fact t- that that guy had a gun. If you're a tow truck driver and you're listening to this and we're wrong, correct us. Let us know. <laughs> Uh, also, though, being that I have now probably two decently sized car bills to pay, uh, we're setting up the Buzzkill Podcast PayPal. So if you want to donate any money to me to help with my car costs, uh, I'll gladly accept uh, 50 or $100 donations. You Anything can... less than that, fuck off. <laughs> Uh, that's absolutely right. You can also find... My name is Justin Rogers, and I do not support this message. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, though, yeah, it's been... Other than that, though, it's been a good week. I had lots of lots of good, lots of bad this week. It's like, like I said when I showed up here, it's been the most bipolar week you ever. Got, it's you, just like back you, and forth. This week doesn't know what to do with me. You got to take the good the good with the, the bad. What? The good. That's, see? see? You got to take... With you exactly. You got to take the good with the bad. But, uh, Words of wisdom from a man going through puberty in his 30s. There you go. Anyway, <laughs> what's going on with you guys? Puberty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I cooked with bok choy for the first time ever today. Ah, uh, how was what it? What did you make? Uh, like cashew chicken with Dang. bok choy. It was really good, actually. I, I, I had always seen it, and I was like, that's a fun word. <laughs> but I didn't know what the hell you were supposed to use it for. And then I found out. Did, you do, some... it, did you do it in the house? Yeah, why? 
cashew outside. <laughs> come on, come on, it's funny, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, that's literally the only thing that happened to me. <laughs> Bok choy, that's it. What about you, Jay? That's just doing music, man. Doing life. All right. That's about it. Just, I mean, it's a good life. Just grinding it out. My cat attacked me on the hand. But, uh, <laughs> oh, we got you good. Yeah. What were you I, doing? Were you getting I, saucy with him? I, I pet him in the areas he doesn't like to pet. <laughs> so every area, cats are dicks. No, I, he, he I likes like everything. Cats, what but... he likes, he's weird because I found that, like, you know, that cats always like to be pet by the tail and they put their butt up, you know, in the air. Yeah. If you go, like, on his thigh and you just start tapping him all over, <laughs> he freaks out and he starts nuzzling your hand. And, oh, and yeah. Like, well, that's, that's like when my cat used to, if you would scratch her, like, right on her on her butt like back yeah. by her tail not literally her butthole but you know you've seen cats do that before where they start freaking yeah. out <laughs> my cat used to do that it was hilarious little do you know you were really just tapping his balls the entire time well what was weird about this is that you know I'm trying to take a video of him t- you know tapping him and him going crazy and whatever <laughs> and so I got my hand looking at the camera on my, on the phone on my left and I'm tapping with the right not knowing he turns and stops and his butthole was right in my thumb <laughs> and Sarah's just watching and she's looking and she sees my butthole on his thumb and I'm not moving you just <laughs> said your butthole on his thumb reverse that <laughs> are you sure <laughs> we're getting a little insight to uh, Jay's uh... and uh yeah so yeah it's a cat butt <laughs> cat butts that's that pretty sums pretty much sums up Jay's week Cat, cat, cat ass. Oh my god. Well, cool. Well, so let's move on to some real uh, stuff. Let's then. do that. Uh, no corrections tonight because <clears throat> I didn't listen to the episode. I'm going uh, to be real with you. I didn't get all the way through it, and and so actually I cannot confirm whether this is true or not. But our buddy uh, Carney texted me, and he did say that if we were if we had any sort of he didn't actually say this, but I know this is what. Wait, he wait, meant. wait. So is this a correction? Uh, sure. Stupid. You're so we, okay, are, we please, are so stupid. Please continue. Uh, if we have any sort of credibility, we would mention that, because uh, we talked about From Hell last week, sure. based on the graphic novel uh, by Alan Moore, who, if you know anything about Alan Moore, he's very... Um, prolific. Uh, very prolific, yes. He's a very prolific uh, in, in the in the world of um, graphic novels. He did uh, such work as The Killing Joke. Mm-hmm. Killing Joke. I've never actually read it, but I've seen I've, the artwork. It's amazing. I've read it a <clears> long time ago, though. I saw the. They made that one into a movie, right? I, uh, they're, no, they're using the Killing Joke as the basis for this Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, okay. Joker. Movie. They never. They never made that one into a movie. Which I don't one? Oh, so. Mask of the Phantasm. That was maybe that's what I was yeah, thinking. Of. That, that was the animated movie. Uh, yeah. Great. Movie. Oh, that's what I meant. An animated movie. Oh, okay. Did they ever do an animated Killing Joke? No, I don't think okay. so. Okay. Maybe, um, maybe they did. Maybe correction for yeah, next I week. Who knows? Uh, also, Watchmen V for Vendetta. Uh, he wrote for Swamp Thing for a while, The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. So, uh, kind of all over the place. Yeah. Cool. So really, really well known in that in that world. And we probably should have mentioned it, but we didn't. But thank you for pointing that out, Carney. All right. Well, but, <clears throat> that's about it. Cool. Yeah. That's uh, that's all we got. Let's uh, let's touch our cats' asses. <laughs> <laughs> what are we drinking this week? I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> so this week we are talking about. Well, we we were uh, Mike brought up a movie that he watched, and he's like, maybe we should do like a, a held captive episode. Yeah, captivity. Captivity episode. Not to be confused with cat activity. <laughs> uh, so, um, he watched Free Willy, and because you know he's Lots in, of cats he's ass. in no cat. I was talking <laughs> captivity. 
No, uh, he watched a he watched a movie called Hounds of Love, and yeah. he's like, maybe we should do like a, 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 ca- a captivity episode. And then he also brought up the Loved Ones, mm-hmm. and then we realized those are both Australian Aust- films. Apparently, that's what they do in Australia. They hold people captive. You know, part of me wondered, and I'll, I'll, I was going to touch on this when we talk about it later, but uh, I'll just bring it up now. Thank you. Part of me wonders if there, if if there is a large percentage mm-hmm. of kidnappings. And stuff like that, missing persons in Australia. In Australia, uh, especially maybe in big cities. I wonder if that's like a like a, a social uh, a thing that people know about, so it's always on people's minds. Sure. And that's why you get a lot uh, these two movies. Maybe well, not. It can well, be then, I mean, I mean too, Wolf but... Creek is kind of up that same alley. You yeah, know, he, yeah. Mick Taylor is always kidnapping people, taking them to his lair. So. Yep. So maybe it's, saying, yeah, I maybe it's I, a I, thing. I just maybe. wonder if that's a thing in Australia. I don't know that for sure. I, no. I can't speak on it. Something, um, something to look into, though. Maybe that's a correction for next week. Um, See, so, so set ourselves up for them, so we actually have yeah. to talk about next week. <laughs> um, we should just be writing down the uh, the timestamp right now, so we know, so we don't actually have to listen to our own episodes. We can just check the timestamps. Did you know that Alexander Graham Bell uh, invented the American crocodile? Did he? Yep. Uh, 1303. We're gonna. What was his original name for it? What was the original name for it? Yeah, that, that he came up with. Uh, Crocodile. And people, <laughs> people just didn't like it. <laughs> so much better. Crocodile. Can <laughs> I put that emphasis on it? <laughs> uh, uh, so anyway, from Shorts Brew, we have, uh, often if somebody's in captivity, you might have somebody who liberates them. Uh-huh. So we, from Shorts Brewery, we have the Liberator Double IPA with lemon and orange zest. Yes, sir. Zesty. Uh, the Liberator was made as a 30th birthday gift to Joe Short. As a double IPA, this beast employs a sizable malt bill, but it is the crazy amount of hops added to the boil every four minutes for 120 minutes that really make this beer special. Fruity, floral, and piney hop flavors penetrate through the caramelized malt profile. The Liberator is a well-balanced, full-bodied brew that has a bitter finish due to the post-fermentation addition of lemon and orange zest. Mm. The original batch brewed on the Bel Air system, I don't know what that means, had 40, 42 pounds of hops, good lord, uh, compared to Huma, which has around 20 pounds of hops per batch. Today's Elk Rapids batches have up to 138 pounds of hops, good gosh. That's a lot of hops! That's a lot of hops! The name, the Liberator, came from uh, that foam thing that you can use in the bedroom, you know? <laughs> Brian? Call, <laughs> Brian? Call Brian. Somebody call Brian and see if, <laughs> if that's accurate. No, uh, the name the name, of the Liberator came from Joe's name for the Shorts employees who carry out our company's mission statement as beer liberators, freeing the masses from their misconceptions surrounding beer. Nice. 8.2 ABV, 116 IBU. I, I need to point something out. Uh, yeah. If you look at the label of this, it's a whole bunch of hands holding up a glass. Yeah. Like they're like, like, like crowd surfing a glass of shorts. Sure. The shorts glass has an ass. It does? <laughs> oh. Oh, well, it's, it's 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 got two cheeks. I don't I don't really get it. I think it's supposed to be like the I think it's supposed because see how the opening is the same rounded sort of. I think that's supposed to be you're seeing the oh, the, the base of the glass. But it looks like a butt. Yeah, it does look it, like it, a butt. It looks and, like a butt. And that's what happens to people when they crowd surf is they get their butts touched. Mm. Believe me, I, I know. I saw a guy crowd surfing the other day. Where <laughs> we went for, we went to the uh, they had this thing called. Um, at the Crowfoot, and it's called like Emo Night, and they oh, do this yeah. around. We got yeah. free tickets to that, remember? Yeah, we couldn't go though. So yeah. Craig Owens from Giotto's local guy here was uh, was hosting the oh, event, geez. and basically they have a DJ up there, and they and they play songs, and then he would be like singing along or getting the crowd hype. Getting and, and one guy was really drunk and crowd surfed, and that was it. <laughs> that was it. One <laughs> that crowd surfer. It. That's it. 
When I saw Cradle of Filth the other day, there was only one person that crowd surfed, and the pit was the funniest thing ever because it was just terrible. What's like what's metal, happening these metal, days? Like I, I think it's like big, huge metal bands like mm-hmm. that. Either the crowds just they'd rather stand there and just bob their like head, head, which bang. they do a lot, because yeah. uh, like the the pits, yeah, no. Not so much. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's indicative just to that band. I mean, most extreme metal bands, the crowds are usually pretty crazy, I would think. But, like, I don't know. Maybe more like the doom metal kind of stuff. Like, Yeah, no, maybe. I, I think, it, I mean, because you've been to hardcore shows. Like, the oh, hardcore yeah. shows are where the pits get really crazy. Yeah. I've never, I don't know. I'm trying to think if I've ever been to, like, a just a straight-up metal show. Yeah. It's, it's, are, not the, it's not really the type of music that you would... Uh, like yeah, it was just shocking pit, to me. I was up in the too, you know? I was up in the balcony, so but like every time there'd be like a pit, like and they tried to like they they actually called on a couple pits a couple times. Did they? And uh, yeah, and like the people just like didn't know what to do. It was like more of an inconvenience to the people around them. <laughs> when we saw Pantera years ago. I was like thirteen. We were up in the in the, the seats, and the entire floor was one giant mosh pit at one point. Really? Yeah. I've, I've been to some Suicide Machines shows that were like that. That dude, those crowds, fucking. I don't know. Like maybe the mosh pit is uh, like a like a dying thing, you know? Because I, I I've been like shows that I've been to lately. Like, granted, I haven't been to a lot of hardcore shows or anything lately, but I don't know. People don't really do it that much. I think Taylor Taylor Swift should bring it back. She's yeah, all about re- she's all about reinventing her image. She should just come back, come out with like a hardcore record. Let's get this pit started. They- we are never ever ever. <laughs> Getting back together. They had some good mosh pits at the emo night, but people were like, because now that we're older yeah. and we we're put, taking ourselves back in the young age, they were like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, sir. Like, are you <laughs> okay? People are like limping around talking about their sciatica and stuff. <laughs> oh, hey, my sciatica. All right, um, Liberator. All right, the Liberator. Let's give this a try. Cheers, boys. Ooh, that's good. That's a pretty bold flavor. Bold. Bold. I feel liberated in my pants. Ooh, there's a lot of sediment in this. Is there? A ton of sediment. Oh, good lord. Put your thumb on it and shake it up. That's all the. Uh, <clears throat> that's all that zest, baby. That's yeah, good. That, that'd be... I always wonder if we need some glasses for this. You're going you to make Jay get up and go get glasses? Well, what's nice is after you finish <laughs> it and you get down to the bottom, you get that like applesauce that comes <laughs> you get, out. <laughs> you get a little bit of snack at the end. Oh, I did that this morning. I was driving to work. Sorry, side story. I was driving to work or whatever. And, uh, That's all I, our show is, is side when I, when I made coffee this morning, the, the, the filter must have, <clears throat> must have caved in on itself. Folded in on itself. And so I only had like half an inch worth of coffee left in the bottom of my cup. And I just threw the whole thing back. And it was like sludge. No. <laughs> I, I walked into work wanting to vomit because my stomach was just so upset. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> you, go oh to, God. you go to say good morning and smile on everybody. You just got grounds it, in no. your teeth. Well, I actually realized <clears throat> that at first it was real silty. Yeah. It's because it got stuck to the back of my teeth. Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh God. No. Oh, God. He's used to that feeling, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of... Uh, that um, <laughs> sweet, let's, let's, so sweet segue. Let's, let's go to the news. <laughs> All right. Yes. Hit us with some news, Mike. Here's hit with some news. Hit us with some news. This just in. What did you just say? What was that in, in Morse? That was the word high. <laughs> it takes forever. Hi. Um, okay, not to bring uh, not to bring it down a little bit. We got a couple of deaths this week. Yeah. Uh, the hits, uh, hits, hits kept on coming. Uh, 
Arlie Emery. Ermy. Or is it Ermy? Arlie Ermy. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, Ermy. Sorry. Sake, Michael. It looked like Emery. <laughs> Arlie Ermy um, passed away at the age of 74 uh, due to complications of pneumonia. Uh, it seems like it was pretty unexpected. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't like sick or anything aside from the pneumonia. Um, but you would know him best as the uh, the sheriff in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. Uh, he was in that and Texas Chainsaw at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, Full Metal Jacket is probably his best known Probably his work. most iconic role, yeah. Uh, he was in The Frighteners. He was in Seven, Body Snatchers, Willard. Just a shit ton. Massive, massive amount of work. <laughs> he was did. in uh, Saving Silverman. Was he? Yeah, he was. He was their uh, their old gym teacher, and then at, okay. the, at the end, him and Jack Black are gay together. You remember? <laughs> no, but like he comes and busts them out of prison, and I don't. I've seen the movie, but it's been a long oh, time. Dude. I don't remember that. Oh, but... that role was so funny for him, <laughs> just because he's he's known as this like just this totally hard ass guy, and then at the end, he picks up Jack Black like he's carrying him off into the sunset. You know, it's funny. I didn't realize <laughs> that he had done... Uh, he was actually in Vietnam for like 14 months or something like that and did two tours in Korea. Like He, oh, was, yeah. he was a legit badass. Oh, yeah. Well, I like had what, no idea. <clears throat> like when they... Uh, I, I don't know how accurate this is, but when, when they were filming uh, Full Metal Jacket and, and it was time for like all those amazing like... Uh, those amazing moments where he's like screaming in the dude's faces and just hitting him with like just the most awful yeah. things that you could say to a person. Most of that I was you could suck a golf ball through a garden hose. Yeah, most of that stuff was like <laughs> That's off that the movie, right? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, most of that stuff was uh, just off the top of his head because oh, it's really? the kind of shit he used to say in the army. Or would it, uh, was it the army he was in? Or the, the Navy? What was uh, it? It was the army, I believe. I don't have it in front of me. We'll have but, to look it yeah. up. But, but he, he was in the service. That's though. what I heard, though. I don't know how accurate that is, but I like from what I've heard, they kind of just let him go. That's crazy. <clears throat> but uh, super uh, legit. Like That guy was like like as a legitimate actor as you can get. You yeah, know? he was like, awesome. Uh, so he will be missed. Uh, also, uh, rest in peace to Harry Anderson. Yeah, uh, this one bummed me out, man. Harry Anderson, uh, who's probably known best for playing uh, adult Richie Tozer in the original It miniseries. I'd say he's probably known best for Night Court. Okay, I never watched Night Court. Oh, I love Night I Court. I never watched it. They they actually play uh, reruns of it on one of those wacky Detroit channels, like the Laugh Channel or something oh, like that. Yeah, late night. It's weird that you'd have court at night. Seems Seems... Out of, you know... Night court? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, there's no details surrounding his death. Uh, They don't suspect foul play. He was only 64, uh, right? 65. Oh, 65, yeah. So uh, no details, but uh, rest in peace to him. Uh, Let's get into some fun news, shall we? Lots of casting news. Should should we mention... uh... Babs Bush. Oh, Babs. Yeah. Sure. Babs. Also, also, not not that it has anything to do with horror, but Barbara Bush passed away, and that's, you know, she. It sounded like she had a really short. I mean, obviously she was old. She was ninety three. Yeah. But she basically she got sick recently and just said just just make me comfortable. Let me go. Mm. You know. Wow. So. I mean, it does fall into the horror category. I mean, their family made one of the biggest horror life things. 9-11. Continue on. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, my God. It's staying. It's staying. No. (laughs) Truth. No, don't don't get into conspiracy theories, you assholes. We will do a show one day on conspiracy theories. No. Oh, we will. Mm, No. And then everybody everybody will hate me because they think I'm a terrible person. Yeah, because it will end up being four hours and then nobody will listen to us anymore because of you. Um, okay, let's get into some casting news here. Um, lots of it. Uh, casting for Strangers thing, Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Stran- it's it's Stranger a mix Stranger between things. the Strangers and Stranger Things. And also Perfect Strangers. Yes. <laughs> Balky, Balky is... <laughs> uh, joining season three will be Carrie Ellis. 
Really? Yep. Uh, Carrie yep. Ellis, <laughs> uh, Jake Busey, and uh, mm. and I don't I um, I didn't put his his name down. <laughs> it's, uh, the son of Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman. I I. I his name is not correct in my notes here. Ethan uh, Hawke and Uma Thurman have a son. Well, they were married for a lot of years. I, I knew you that. Know? I didn't know that they had a like well, a grown son though. They have a son, and he's going to be it. I oh. can't. I, I didn't write his name down, oh. but uh, I'm very excited for Car- Carrie Elwes. I though. love Carrie Elwes. Fucking a. I, think I really he, do. I think he's playing a sheriff or something like that, or there's right uh, something or a teacher, something in that, and that authority figure of some sort. Or the Dread Pirate Roberts. That would oh. be awesome Ooh. too. Does Barb come back? You know, probably but, not, but you know, maybe. You know, there's a there's a show on uh, NBC or something like that. It's called uh, I don't I don't watch it, but it's called uh, Rise. It's got Josh Radner from How I Met Your Mother. It's got uh, Ali E. Cravalho from She's Moana, like okay. the girl who played okay. Moana. And it was on in the background yesterday, and I looked at the screen and I was like, Oh shit, it's Barb. She got more work. That's cool. So she's on that show. So it pretty much. So she's not dead. Yes, she she just moved to a different school. The Barb spinoff. <laughs> so that was cool to see that because it, it like I felt kind of bad for her after they killed her off and I well was, she was one of the most popular characters on the entire show and she got killed off and like the well she was only the most important character because people did this whole like well, what about Barb thing you know because everybody <laughs> oh, kicked... sequel to what about Bob what about Barb <laughs> this is a thing right? you know like that people were actually making jokes about that oh what about Barb spinoff could be called Barbara's things. <laughs> Stranger Things spinoff. You know? I like it. I like it. I like it. Uh, also, uh, uh, Priya Ferguson, who played <clears throat> Lucas's sister, uh, is being stepped up to a series regular. Who? Uh, Priya uh, Ferguson. She played Lucas's little sister. Oh, okay. Yeah. She had those she couple was funny, scenes man, that were like, yeah. this, like scene stealing. Yeah, she was she's, really funny. She's been up to a series regular. Cool. So cool. she'll be a lot in the uh, third season. That's good. Uh, let's see here. More casting from Three from Hell. They wrapped. Ca- they wrapped. Uh, shooting on this already yet they're still casting it. I'm, I'm so confused <laughs> uh, uh, Richard Brake has, was added to the cast well that's no surprise no surprise but he's Dick, there good old so, Dick Brake three from <laughs> Dick Brake I love Richard Brake he's uh, awesome so now it's official three from hell uh, is starring everyone yep that's pretty much it I, that's kind of Rob Zombie's <laughs> thing he just puts everybody he knows into his movies so and then yep. when he meets a new person, they go into the next five movies. <laughs> You're in the movie! <laughs> You're I, in. Know, I know you! <laughs> uh, one more bit of cast news from uh, It's Part 2. Nice. Uh, Jessica Chastain has been cast as Beverly. I, cool. uh, James McAvoy has been cast as adult Bill. Cool. And Bill Hader is playing adult Richie. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one, yeah. Cause, uh, Jessica uh, Chastain is... Uh, actually, all three of those are really very good. good. Yeah. Very good. So, I think a couple of them were on... We're actually on people's like wish list, like way back in the day, people were guessing who, who might be these people. I want to say Bill Hader was on at least one or two of those lists that I had read. I don't know if it was for that character, but, um, um but I think he was. That'll be that'll be kind of cool to see him in that type of role, because it's still like Richie the Mouth. You know, he's like he's known for just like just cracking wise all yeah. the time. He's kind of the comic relief, but it's also in a very dark story. So. It'll be cool to see Bill Hader still be able to do comedy stuff, but in a in a horror movie. That'd yeah, and cool. that's and that's the uh, the role <laughs> that the younger version was played by Finn Wolfhard from uh, Stranger Things. Uh, right. So, yeah. so I think it's good. I think yeah, that's good casting. Cool. Um, this is fun. Uh, Christopher Columbus was recently interviewed, mm-hmm. and uh, he's talking about some uh, some old properties, uh, mostly being Goonies Two. You mean America? 
yes. <laughs> um, he was asked about Goonies 2 and whether or not that was going to be happening. He put the kibosh in Goonies 2, basically saying it's never going to happen. Oh, really? All the actors, you know, not not all of them are actors anymore. You know, it's it's be very hard to get the people together, and it just doesn't seem like it's a, lid, a thing that can happen. Right. He did, however, say that... Uh, Most his, of them are, though. His production company, 1492 Pictures, mm-hmm. uh, is actively working on a Gremlins reboot. Hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of so, up in the air about this. Like, well, it's the same guy though that wrote and dire- that that wrote and directed the first one is making it. So, yeah, I know. We're not directed. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Joe Dante directed it. But. Yeah, but why a reboot? Just do a do a sequel. I don't know. They're doing a reboot. I don't know. So I'm okay. I'm still okay uh, with that. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna like I, like I always say I'm gonna uh, reserve judgment until I see it. Sure. But. I would say do a sequel instead of a reboot. Um, I actually missed one more piece of, piece of casting news. Like I said, there was a ton of it this week. Uh, there's been a new Terminator that has been cast oh. uh, by a one Gabriel Luna. Uh, Gabriel Luna, if you watch uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. on uh, ABC, he played Ghost Rider, which I'm a big fan of that show, and uh, he was fantastic in it. So very cool to see what they're doing with that. Uh, that movie's going to be helmed by Tim Miller of Deadpool fame. Uh, so he's directing it, and uh, it also has Arnold Schwarzenegger and Linda Hamilton returning mm, cool. in, this, in this flick. This is definitely going to be a pass the torch, I think, finally kind of movie. Sure, yeah. They brought a politician from California in there to be in the movie. <laughs> That's strange. I mean... I've yeah, seen I, Stranger I, Things. Oh! <laughs> that wasn't a joke. I have. Both seasons. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of remakes, uh, Sinistate. The company behind the new Puppet Master, the Littlest Reich mm-hmm. uh, remake that is coming out. Yep. Uh, they have announced that they are also remaking Castle Freak. Very I saw that earlier that. today. That's Very cool. excited about yeah. that. That's a movie I never thought in a million years would get remade. No. Then again, I don't. I never saw any full moon movies anyone caring enough to remake them except for maybe Puppet Master but mm-hmm. none of those movies are I mean they did subspecies or like that could be really fucking cool yeah um they could do a new doll man yeah doll man <laughs> yeah <laughs> was it uh weren't the yeah and there was doll man versus uh demonic toys yeah yep. those are oh, cool yeah. yeah oh yeah uh let's see here uh, a quiet place is absolutely not being quiet uh, it is killing the charts. <laughs> killing! Uh, Quiet Place has made almost $100 million domestically mm-hmm. and $150 million internationally on a $17 million budget. Wow. Jeez. I told you, after It and after uh, um, Get Out and whatnot um, and Shape of Water, yep. these big horror movies, man, they're going to big bad way they're going to be coming out except for the academy is still going to stuff them stuff them into the corner somewhere they sure are they sure are but it wouldn't shock me if this movie is up for some awards uh, come next season people are going to forget about it they're going to forget that it came out yeah during that cycle because that's often the case but i have a feeling this movie will be up for something if those three categories do come to fruition like they said this will be at least up for those this is cool i'm a huge fan of uh john krasinski from the office i'm on probably my 12th go around on that entire series and uh it, it's just like it that couldn't happen to a better guy you know like yeah. his first time directing and he just blows it out of the water like this mm-hmm. so cool so well, i still haven't seen it i'm excited to see it pam probably helped him right huh pam probably helped him pam. a little bit pam yes <laughs> she stepped up all right uh at this point in time i would like to give it to uh jew for oh, some blue jew I still, I still never see it coming. <laughs> All right, blues with you. Uh, <laughs> Blu-ray, DVD, and digital HD in the UK only. So I don't know why I'm talking about this. Well, for our for our listeners in the UK, the uh, many many listeners in the UK. June 11th with a limited edition slipcase. 
Attack of the Adult Babies. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is... Um, AKA the Buzzkill Podcast is coming across the pod. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is I've I've never seen this movie. It's it's a pretty new movie. I think it came out in 2016. Okay. And uh, well, just for a, a rundown on this movie, uh, the aftermath of a shocking home invasion forces three frightened family members to break into a remote country manor and steal top secret documents. Little do they know, the stately pile is also the clandestine venue where a group of high-powered elderly men go to take refuge from the stresses and strains of daily life by dressing up in nappies and having a bevy of beautiful nurses indulging their every perverse nursery whim. Nor do they realize this grotesque assembly is compelled to refuel the world's economy by very sinister, sick, and monstrous means. As the bodily fluids hit the fan, the bloody carnage and freaky weirdness escalates. Who the I, fuck writes these movies? I watched the trailer for this, and I... I don't really... Like, my line is essentially non-existent. Sure. Like, there's not a lot that I that I can't watch, but a bunch of fat old British dudes dressed as babies, I think I have to... <laughs> And they all they're like they all have like pig noses and stuff. Oh jeez. And they're like laying on the ground acting like babies, asking these nurses to change their diapers and stuff like that. I can't do that's, it. That's so weird. I, it's um, so bizarre. It's there's a lot of buzz about it. Like people are saying it's just so <coughs> sick and twisted that you have to see it, you know. But I don't know, it might be one of those ones that I pass off. <laughs> Maybe if I'm in the right mood at some point. But anyway, that comes out on June eleventh. Uh, film artist Graham Humphreys, who does amazing work, uh, did a, um, a limited edition slipcase for the first 1,000 copies. Oh, cool. Uh, next up, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Best Buy has an exclusive Steelbook Blu-ray release coming out of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That is arriving in stores on June 5th, courtesy of MPI Media. No. And since it's MPI, that means that it'll be the uh, 40th anniversary edition blue. I, I love Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but how many times are they going to keep releasing this movie? It's just going to as, the well. As many, every as many times time. as people will keep buying it. And oh, you know they will. I know they because will. Because this, like, this one's coming out with new artwork. The artwork's pretty cool. It almost looks like it. Uh, it's like monochromatic. It looks like it's painted in blood almost. Yeah. Uh, even still, though, it's just like, come on. Well, I, I, that movie's been released, I think, a dozen times in the last five years. But people and keep, I might not actually be so far off on But that people number. keep buying it. You might yeah. even you'll probably run out and buy this. Seventeen ninety nine for a no, for a I don't, steel I don't, book. I don't do steel books. Oh yeah, you're not I into the steel do, books. I don't do steel books, but you have a few, but you're not like not intentionally. You're not yeah, like yeah. he'll wait till they're non existent anymore and then in like ten years down the road he'll buy it for like two hundred dollars on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, last up, the uh, the movie that just came out a couple months ago uh, in February, Annihilation. Ooh, yeah. Uh, the uh, Alex Garland sci-fi picture that hit the theaters a few months ago will be available on digital on May 22nd and Blu-ray one week after that on May 29th. That's pretty quick. Yeah. Um, in Annihilation, biologist and former soldier Lena, played by Natalie Portman, is shocked when her missing husband, Oscar Isaac, Comes home near death from a top-secret mission into the Shimmer, a mysterious quarantine zone no one has ever returned from. Now Lena and her elite team must enter a beautiful, deadly world of mutated landscapes and creatures to discover how to stop the growing phenomenon that threatens all life on Earth. Uh, that also stars Jennifer Jason Lee, Gina Rodriguez, Te Tessa Thompson, and Tuva Novotny. Um, the special features are kind of cool. They're split up into like three different parts. Okay. The first part is called Southern Reach, which dives into Alex Garland, uh, how he created the tone, textures, and color palettes for the film, environment, as well as interviews with the cast, 
Part 2 is called Area X, which shows the transformation of real set locations into the world of the Shimmer and a look at the movie stunts. And Part 3, To the Lighthouse, explores the visual effects that were integral to achieving the director's vision. My, and the cast and crew share their lo- their fondest memories from filming. My guess, and I have not seen the movie, but my guess is that it's a, it's a technique very similar to what they did for uh, Avatar. Is my guess. Uh, oh, as far as like creating that world. Yeah, it's like they basically they're acting on <clears throat> like a essentially a green screen soundstage. Yet the camera has everything built in already. So when you're looking through the lens, you actually are on the monitor. Oh, like you, you see that world. See the world. Yeah. yeah. I, my guess is that's how they did a lot of that because it, it looked very similar in uh, just in the way that it, the movie looked, even in the previews. You know that the, the two worlds were very very similar. Yeah, it looked so, cool. I want <clears throat> I wanted to see that. Um, yep. But, uh, yeah, that's it for Blues with Jew. What the fuck was that? <laughs> it was the Urhu I was playing earlier. Oh my I God. figured I needed an outro. <laughs> all right. Uh, no, you don't. Um, all right. The last bit of news I have here is uh, a movie that we watched a little while back that we both, uh, I think you watched it, at least I thoroughly enjoyed, a movie called He Never Died. Oh, is that uh, with Henry, uh, Rollins. Henry Rollins? Yeah, I like that yeah. movie. So uh, they've been talking about a sequel for a while now, and uh, they've been working on it, and uh, the... Script just got flipped. Uh, oh in no! More they flipped the one. script. They did. They also flipped genders. Okay. The sequel now is going to be called "She Never Died." All right. And they are swapping out Henry Rollins for a female lead. However, the original director of the first one also walked away from the project mm-hmm. because they finally got—I um, don't know if it's distribution or a home or whatever—but the project got picked up to turn "He Never Died." into a television series. Starring Henry Rollins? Starring Henry Rollins. Sweet. So we're still getting basically the next chapter, sure. it sounds like, but it's going to be in a different medium, and then the movie sequel is going to be about this woman who might find her way onto the show if the show does well. Oh, interesting. I'm guessing that's all conjecture. Sure. Why, why wouldn't they? Yeah, why? But, um, yeah, it's very cool. So if you've seen that movie, like we all we really liked it. It's yeah, a, I liked it a, a lot. Movie. It was cool. Um, so to get Henry Rollins every week on a TV series, fuck, I'm in. So they, just, so they just flip the roles on the movie and they make a new movie out of it. They should do that with every movie. That would be that, 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 easy. They, they'd set up like, a quiet place. They could do a loud place. We have to keep <laughs> making noise to keep the monsters away because they're scared of the noise. What an annoying movie. <laughs> this is like three, say, two and a half hours of a marching band marching through the woods. <laughs> oh, my, oh my God. Amazing. Let's do it. I'm in. I'm in. Just totally in. What other movies could do a good a good swap? Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, they already did that. Honey, <laughs> they already did that. <laughs> Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. But <laughs> you picked like the worst example possible. Out of all the movies, <laughs> opposite of Free Willy. Capture Willy. Capture Willy. Capture Willy. I think I saw that movie once before. Jaws becomes gums. It's a shark with no teeth. It's just gums. Just gums at everybody. And then eventually gets tired and goes to sleep at 4.30. Oh my god. It's amazing. Uh, Lassie becomes a stupid cat that doesn't want to do anything. Which is just, just basically Timmy, just cats. Yeah. Timmy, already. I pushed Timmy down a well. <laughs> what is it, boy? Oh, girl. Uh, I guess it would be girl. A female cat who doesn't want to do anything. Yeah. All right. All right. Anyway, uh, that was your bleed feed for this Wednesday, April 18th. <laughs> Boom! That was the news. <laughs> 
I like the uh, the frantic look over the, <laughs> to the, the computer. What's to, the date? What's, what's the date? What's, what is today? All right, uh, we're going to take a, 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 a quick nap, and then when we come back, we're gonna we're gonna talk about some some captivity. Yes, we're gonna kidnap your your eardrums and and capture your hearts. Oh, and liberate them. <laughs> Why would I do that if I captured it? I don't keep it for myself. Throughout this, you'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. Alright, we're back. We're well rested. We took a siesta. We're good to go. Welcome back, we're, y'all. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to do it now. <laughs> no, I won't. All right. Uh, so we are. Uh, <laughs> is there anything worse than than getting held captive? Probably not. Probably. <laughs> I, I I can I I'm I'm happy to say that I've never been there. Um, but uh, yeah, there. You're you're the majority on I, that. I, I, right. You're with the majority. Uh, Michael Michael found us this beautiful little picture. I didn't find it. This was actually told to me. This movie was recommended to me for uh, for the last few months ever by my the drummer in my band. Actually, he uh, he knows I like watching kind of edgy, kind of weird uh, movies, and uh, I made him watch um, that really weird Spanish movie. The uh, oh jeez, I, I can't remember what it's called. How the that the called? flesh, uh, the, the something for the flesh. Yeah. Uh, the Beast of the Flesh or something like that. Yeah. It's on the shutter. Yeah. And uh, he's like, what the fuck? And then he told me about this movie called Hounds of Love. It's a movie that him and his uh, wife actually enjoy quite a bit, which is odd. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they just think it's well, a good I, they... I can see. It's a really it's a really nice film about uh, just love prevailing, you know, Oh. in the face of adversity. Is that what it is? Well, it's about a couple finding themselves and... Finding themselves a hostage, find, finding <laughs> other people and <laughs> holding them captive. We uh, we're, we're making it's really quite we're beautiful. Making, we're making light of this, but this uh, movie's fucking terrible. Yeah, it uh, well, terrible I mean, it's a the... good it's a good movie. It's really well shot, really well acted, and it will make you cry. Yeah, it, uh, like, it's it's horror in it's a little outside of the, the standard genre that we normally do, but it's horror in the sense of actually horrifying. Yeah. Like, like this is a tough movie. It's it's yeah. it's brutal. It's like it's a slice of life that very few people have ever experienced and those very few people uh are the toughest people in the world to come out of it unscathed. Yeah. Quite frankly. Well it's, it's um, like like this is a one time watch for me. I don't this is like I'm not gonna go back and watch this movie ever again. Yeah, no, it's, you know? it's not the kind of movie that I would put on for like enjoyment. You no, know? like perhaps if I was showing it to somebody for some reason, I would, sure, I would watch yeah. it. But uh, I completely agree with you on that, though. But like you say, it's a well-made movie. Yeah. Um, directed by a guy named Ben Young. This was his uh, directorial debut in 2016. Uh, Hounds of Love. Uh, is a, star, is a synopsis of Vicky Maloney is randomly abducted from a suburban street by a disturbed couple. As she observes the dynamic uh, between her captors, she quickly realizes that she must drive a wedge between them if she is to survive. Maloney Bas- baloney. Basically what happens <laughs> is she's walking home from school. Nope, uh, wrong. Or isn't she from... Oh, she's going to a party. Oh, she's going, I'm sorry, the, the original part of it. In, in, the be, in, the be, in the beginning of the movie, you do see this yes. couple pick up a girl who's walking home yes. from school. They just yes. say, hey, you need a lift? It's hot as fuck out here. She is not the Maloney, though. My, you're right. right. Uh, so Vicky Maloney, though, is she's snuck out of her house, mm-hmm. and she's going to a party, and uh, she pulls stranger danger number one and uh, gets into a stranger's car offering them drugs. 
for offering her drugs. Yeah, which if you, are, I I guess I I like I I guess for some people that sounds enticing, but like not I'm not me. I'm not really into drugs. So if somebody pulled up to me and said, "Hey, want to get in our weird car and come do some drugs at our house?" I'd be like, "No, thank no, you." Yeah. That sounds horrible, actually. It's weird that it came unsolicited too. Like that's like red flag number one. Right. It's like no no no. Well, um, I, I like how her so they they pull up and ask her and her. Her justification, justification to herself, like you can see her in the moment, look in the back seat of their car, and she sees a baby seat, yeah. and she's like, "Oh, these people have kids, so they must be all right. So I'll go with them." But there's a ton of red flags. Like if these people have kids, maybe they shouldn't be soliciting you for for a little bit of drug use at their house. You know? Yeah. Just run. Bitch. Not to mention when they get back to the house, they never talk about kids. Yeah. And she never asks. Oh no! She, no, that's wrong again. Does she it? does when they're standing. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> when they're standing in the driveway, she says, "So how many kids do you have?" And she tell and 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 uh, what's her name? Um, uh, Evelyn. Evie. Yeah. Evie says, "I have two, two kids." You don't remember this? They're standing. They're standing out in the because they finally get to the house and they're like, "Okay, we're gonna go in." And she's like, "No, I'll just wait here." Which, why'd you go to their oh, house she, if you're just going to wait is that there? When she, is that when she explains to them that they're with somebody else, though? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. okay, no, I, I remember now. I remember yeah. now. You're right. You're right. I'm stupid. So, uh, yeah, long story short, they end up taking this girl hostage yeah. and uh, subjecting her to just terrible things. Yeah, and it's not like... It's, Butt stuff? It's Probably, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, don't, they don't ever show it explicitly, but probably. It's, it's not like your standard horror movie fair where it's like, oh, she's shoved in a dark cage somewhere, or she's you know in a in a hole, and she's held. like it's very that's very, I don't I don't want to say glorified type captivity, but it's a that's, horror movie. That's it's, glorified. Know, it's, 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 it's very that's, horror movie. It's very sensational. It's very yeah like, over not overplayed, but like this one, she's literally handcuffed to a bed right for all of her days right. like that's where she is and she's the actress that played vicky uh ashley cummings she is incredible like as an actress like she had she probably had to go to some dark fucking places oh, yeah. all of the actually everybody, all, everybody had in this yeah, movie had sure. to go to some dark fucking places to really pull off these characters yeah. and uh and and it it for as, as terrible as it is it works like yeah. it's it's Man, and, it's and if, really and good. if we if we make any like lighthearted comments about this movie, it's to cut through. It, it's to the, the it's to cut through the the tension and like of just how dismal this whole thing was yeah. because it's really a tough movie to watch. It's um, it's a complete juxtaposition from the movie that we're going to talk about next later with uh, yeah. the loved ones because that's definitely like a more. Uh, for lack of a better term, a more whimsical take on the whole. Uh, captive Ish. thing, you it's know? the horror movie version of right. this. It's real the, life like you were saying, the more like sensationalized thing. kind yeah. of version of it. So this is, I mean, and this this is terrible because this is like the this type of movie is the kind of thing that actually this happens. shit happens in real life, and it's really really terrible. She basically that no, she basically becomes their sex slave, yeah. uh, and 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 you get the sense that this happens with almost every girl that they abduct, right. which there's been quite a few of, and. Um, you, it's weird though. They don't keep them around for long. It seems like they had their fun with them. Then they About get rid a week, of them. It sounds like. Then they get rid of them and go on to the next. Right. You know, it's, and, and there's. Uh, sorry. sorry. Uh, well, one of the I, so not only is there the 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 horror of the actual abduction and what they subject her to, but then there's uh, a very kind of realistic 
horrific thing going on between the husband and the wife because Mm -hmm. the wife it's pretty obvious throughout this entire thing that she's not always down for what's going on but she's completely manipulated by her husband and she's almost got like stockholm syndrome yeah i'll just say it's it's like she has this urge that she needs to have his affection right and so she will do anything he says just so that she can feel loved by this guy right who treats her like fucking dog shit yeah like absolute garbage but then he turns around and like and and apologizes he's, and he gets really tender with her and stuff and which is you know this he, is the kind of shit all, that you he hits all the right buttons to keep her where he wants her. right this is the kind of stuff you hear about in real life like it really is people manipulating each other like this and it's it's really scary i don't i you and know sad. coming from coming from the point of view of a dude that doesn't like to be a dick mm-hmm. be a dude not a dick you know yeah um <laughs> I I really don't I cannot wrap my head around that type of behavior. It, yeah. it, it doesn't even commute or uh, compute. compute. I can't go anywhere with it. it doesn't commute me anywhere. <laughs> uh, it doesn't compute with me though. Like, like I don't understand how. And like I said, we, you know, this is real life stuff. Like I, I I don't. How fucked up do you have to be to treat other people that way? Yeah. Like, and this is a study of exactly that. This mm-hmm. movie. There's a lot of layers to this movie too, because even on top of that, though, I mean, when we get back to all this, but you have the girl who's being held captive. Mm-hmm. You have the, you have the, um, the husband and the wife who are having their issues, if you want to call it that. The wife's essentially being held captive, yes. even though she doesn't realize it. And then you have the story, though, of Vicky's family. Right who are going out of their minds like crazy going to the cops and the cops aren't helping them because they think she just ran away right and like the the which mother is, which is something that's all too real that you hear about sure, these sure. days is like cops won't do anything because oh well, she probably just ran away from home yep no do your fucking job like that's not that's not an excuse for you to not your not do but your job you, you see the mothers though like she you see her break down slowly throughout the movie yeah. you know uh it starts off as as, as you know the concerned parent clearly mm-hmm. and then frustration and then by the end of the movie when uh when desperation. She, she straight desperation mm-hmm. like she's just yelling down a street mm-hmm. like for her daughter cuz she knows she's there somewhere um that whole that whole scene was, it was so tough to watch, so man. heavy cuz yeah. she's she's literally uh, um Vicky finds a way to kind of let her family know the general vicinity that yeah. she's in uh, by Which seems genius at first. I don't. I won't give everything away. It seems like a really slick thing that she does. I mean, it, it was then, slick because ultimately it put them in the right location. Yeah, no, but it, but it ultimately ended up not being even what she thought it was, which which hurt her. And there's this look when she realizes what happened, because because of something else that happens in the movie. Mm-hmm. You see this this look like like that's the moment that she just gave up and accepted her fate. Right. Like she was. She she knew that this wasn't going to happen. She had given it her all. Yeah. And there's a look on Vicky's face at, at at that point in the movie where it's it's like it's like just getting the wind knocked out of you. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, she was so close. And that that was what work. oh man it's that like, was what oh. really got to me is and and like the the uh, the performances by all the actors in this particular scene were amazing because the mom's outside just losing it, mm-hmm. screaming for her child. And then you have uh, Vicky inside, who's ba- like she's got a knife to her throat by the wife Evie, and Evie's battling 
uh, with this, I she's got an internal struggle going because she's actually trying to get her kids back from her husband. She's trying to bring her children into this house with this psychopath Jesus that she Christ. lives with. Yeah. So you can see there's like a, a definite like she's questioning whether or not she should be doing this because she hears this this girl's mother crying her name, uh-huh. and then you just have the asshole standing at the door. Uh, the husband John. Played by Steve, played by Stephen watching Curry. Watching it all, just watching. Oh. He's just watching, like kind of leaned up against the the frame of the door, just knowing that he has this woman's child and she's losing her mind, and he's just sort of Take soaking it in. Satisfaction, yeah. Like, like, yeah, I did this. Yeah, it's like, awful. Oh, piece of oh, shit. So awful. You know what? The um, there's another character that has a pretty interesting story too, and we don't you don't see him very much. Actually, you only see him in like one scene, mm-hmm. and that's the neighbor. And I thought that he was very interesting because. He tries to come over at one point in time. He hears like a whole bunch of screaming coming from the house. And clearly he's heard it before mm-hmm. a lot. And so he comes over because he thinks that John is beating the shit out of Evie. Right. And he wants to be a good dude. And he wants to, you know, do what's right by her. And she answers the door. And he's trying to explain to her, you know, you deserve better than this. Blah, blah, blah. Don't let him treat you like this. And she ends up going crazy on him to get him away from the house. Right. And what she does is she reminds him that, that he needs to mind his own fucking business or she's going to basically call the cops well, because he's doing something nefarious yeah, over she his says, house, like selling uh, drugs or growing weed no, or something. No, uh, he, he had a bunch of uh, uh, tape decks delivered to him that he was, like, stolen tape decks. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. Was, I knew it was something uh, nefarious. By the but... way, speaking of tape decks, because it's not... Uh, uh, did you did you pick up while you were watching this movie that it took place in 1987? Yes. Okay. It said it in the very beginning. Did it really? Yeah. Oh, I missed that. I guess <laughs> <laughs> there there is a there is a screenshot at the very top. It, it does. Uh, yeah, bef- I can't talk tonight. Before the movie starts, it does say the date. Yes. Okay, I I guess I completely I, I completely missed it. I mean, obviously, I, I I saw like the clothing and stuff like that, and I was like, yeah, this looks like. I thought maybe it was just sort of like, just sort of like white trashy style you know what i mean could be <laughs> uh, but i didn't really pick up on the fact that it was 1987 until i started reading more about the movie yeah um, um well you can tell too because when uh when vicky's looking around the house she sees like these weird porno tapes underneath the uh oh cabinet. the vhs and tapes so it's all vhs see whatever. that didn't even register he, like he drops I... the needle on the record player which granted you could do that at my house and the vhs i guess i'm living in the 80s <laughs> yeah but... they're basically <laughs> now all you have to do is start kidnapping people and you'll pretty much be this guy way out of you way <laughs> out of you have you seen my basement um no uh <laughs> kidding um no but, uh, but is he back to, back to the neighbor though I, yeah. I i like that his character though because what kind of person do you have to be to let a woman get beat in her house just because you don't want to be caught making some tape copies like that's there's a right. there's a there's a bigger story at play with that neighbor and i and i liked the fact that they didn't really go back to him after that right um well she freaks out on it. like she, she threatens does. to stab him but it's just so it's he's just, like all right whatever you know just, like if you want to live this life then go ahead and live it yeah it, it's just interesting to me that everybody in that neighborhood seems to be kind of a piece of shit and yeah. like at the very end when the when the mother is running around trying to find her daughter and nobody wants to help her i can't help but think to myself like is, is everybody in this neighborhood like a piece of shit that knows what's going on well, and no one's saying anything literally because if he can hear it next door everybody else can hear it too most of the people in the neighborhood are out watching the mother screaming for her daughter they're watching her and they're watching her and then eventually even though she's still screaming her daughter's name they all just kind of start dispersing and yeah. going back to their own business it's weird which is it's kind of 
that's not far off from reality. Like that's how things are these days. It, we've no, that's, but if I saw somebody screaming in the street looking for their daughter, I would run up to them like, "What is going on?" That's like, because you're you? that's like, because you're a good guy. A lot of people wouldn't do that. Ugh. A lot of people are too afraid to get involved in stuff these that's days. It's weird, it's man. it's it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's just bizarre. Um, but yeah, there's there's there are, this movie like we said, we said that the, the the top of this, it's such a heavy movie. There are mm-hmm. some there are some scenes where <laughs> the uh, where John walks into the room with a bucket. Mm. And you know what the bucket is because in the beginning of the movie they show the aftermath cleanup of the girl before Vicky, mm. and they, you want to talk about use of sound? They pick the uh, Evie's picking up the room uh, after this other girl's dead in that same very same room, and mm-hmm. she's picking up things on the ground. You don't know exactly what it is at first, and then she picks up this hunk of plastic and drops it into the bucket, and you realize that it's a dildo, mm-hmm. and the thud. Of this this heavy rubber dildo Ugh. just falling into this bucket, like it's like they said the sound the sound of that was just earth shattering. Like, yeah, it was like, it was like one of those sounds that just drops your soul like into like Satan. Like <laughs> it's like it's, it's like, like they didn't have to show you what they did with it to for you to know how horrific it probably was. Yeah, yeah. and then Ugh. so and then later on, John is standing in the doorway looking at Vicky chained to the bed. And he's got that fucking bucket in his yeah, hand, God. and it's like you just, you, like I said, you don't have to show it, and you know exactly what he's going to do. Yeah. And then it cuts to the aftermath, and she, Vicky's just lying there, motionless. Yeah. And uh, Evie walks in, and it's weird because you almost think that she has like a weird change of heart, sort of like like she's looking at the scene, and it's there's almost like a human part. She sits on the end of the bed because at this point, at this point in time. Uh, uh, Vicky has seen the tumultuous relationship mm-hmm. between um, Evie John and John. Evie, yeah. So she's trying to play to that. She's trying to drive this wedge in between them, trying to get Evie on, on her side. Mm-hmm. And it works for like a little bit. And then something happens with John. And Evie just like flips her shit once again and looks at her and goes, you better be ready for round two tonight. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, my God. Like, are you fucking kidding me? And it's just, it's so heavy. And it's like, you you this just it dawns on you when you're watching this like yeah this is a movie or whatever and and it's written to be horrific but then it's like this happens like you turn on fucking 2020 and nine times out of ten you're gonna hear a story similar to this like well just it's, there was and just, it's just just, just last year you know? just last year there was that guy who uh had a, a acres and acres of property and uh he had a woman chained he had a um one of those giant shipping containers on his property and he had a woman chained up in there for like three months Jesus Christ. and she had taken his like it, he had kidnapped both her and her boyfriend and when the cops finally found her she said where's where or they said where's charles i think his name was and she said he killed me he killed him he killed kill him That's right crazy. in front of me and then chained her up in this uh in this shipping container and just whenever he mm. wanted to use her he went in and used her the, however he wanted to it's just the most terrifying thing and this is the shit that's why these types of movies even though you know like i'll, I'll watch them once and and i, I can i i can you separate the craft i can separate uh, i can separate art from real life and I, I can appreciate what they were doing with this movie but it's so it's so tough like when i watch movies i want to escape from the real world you know yeah. what i mean yeah. And this is not an escape from the real world. This is real shit that happens yeah. to people. You hear it in our hometown, like really too. really scary. And Frasier, 
that was it last year, a couple of years ago. There was the guy that owned was it the, either the Fraser Motel or the Flamingo. Oh on, yeah, on oh, Grossbeck yeah. in Fraser, Michigan. Yeah, and he had his parents chained up in the end room, and he, they were chained in there for months, and oh, they would gosh. shit all I, over and go all over themselves, I and he would beat them and stuff. That. that was at the Flamingo. It, it was the Fraser Motel or the Flamingo. I think it was next a, to I each other. Fraser Motel. Say the Fling, Flamingo is still open. Yeah. So. Well, which is it shouldn't be i've had to drop people off there before i <laughs> it's the only it's the only pay by the hour motel in the area oh though. my god <laughs> it's so bad they have a they have a a, a, a stretch lamborghini from like the late 80s parked out in front <laughs> as if that's cool still yeah. and like the sign is usually half out it's it's it is the most cinematic movie motel you can possibly imagine oh it looks like something that you would see like on the outskirts of las vegas Oh yeah. yeah, just like, like a I, seedy shithole with a big neon sign, neon flamingo sign. When when we were working on Zombie Apocalypse Redemption, we had the rap party uh, down my way, mm-hmm. and so a lot of people that were living that lived down river or lived uh, in like Livonia and those areas, which for people that don't know, it's about forty five minutes to an hour away from here, mm-hmm. depending on where you're at. Sure. Um, you know, they they came, they partied, everyone was drinking, so a lot of them got hotels for the night and just stayed in the area to, to drive home in the morning. Well. I offered to drive the the director and the writer and I think uh, uh, the sound dude or whatever mm-hmm. uh, to the hotel that they were going to stay at. And I asked them where they were going. They told me the Flamingo. Oh, and I go, oh my God, you're going. To... I mean, I was actually kind of excited because I wanted to drive back there. I'd never, this is a place that you drive back and it's like the seediest of seeds. Yeah. You can smell the semen on the, on the <laughs> sheets from the street. Like Gross. it's that kind of place. <laughs> and so I drove them back there and there's just mountains like like huge mountains of of window AC units piled out in the parking lot and stuff. And like it's so fucking shady. This and is I, probably making it sound like we actually like we live in a shitty area. No, this we is, actually live in a really nice area. It's just we have like these random little hot yeah, spots. Yeah, it's of so shit. weird. It's so weird. We I drove them back though, and I watched them go into their rooms. They turned on the lights. The lights were pink. I'm not oh. kidding you. They did oh, no. not even have real light bulbs oh, in the rooms. My gosh. They were. Pink, gross. (laughs) (laughs) So bad. Did you have something else to say? No, that that was it. Just that local guy chained up his parents for months on end. And but that who does that? You know, Uh, it's so freaky. Like I said, that's like watching a movie like this is basically like watching the nightly news, except for in more detail, more horrifying detail. And it happens probably more often than even we realize. We watch the news, we see the big stories, but. This kind of stuff, like I, I guarantee you, this kind of stuff happens all over the world that no mm-hmm. one ever, never hears about. Yeah, Tons sick, of it, sick shit. you know. Um, and yeah, it's like it's like Jeffrey Dahmer level shit. Like yeah. I've 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 researched a lot of like Dahmer and Gacy and those kind of guys. Cause like I'm, B- I'm like this ahead, is but... like this is BTK right here. Yeah, yeah, like, it really like, is. Like it's, to the T almost. You know, this is this is. God, it's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's scenes too where she's she's chained to the bed and her legs are not chained down, it's just her arms. Right. And she can get off the bed and curl up into a corner and it's just like it's heartbreaking yeah. because that is that is a scene that you've seen in photographs from like crime scenes or whatever, where yeah. someone died chained to the bed, curled up in the corner, scared for their life. Like yeah. you've seen that before and like you're watching it happen while they're still lying. It's just it's heartbreaking to watch. It yeah, really it's is. Really awful. It's horrifying. It's like we're a horror, we're a horror movie podcast. There's nothing more horrifying than this this kind of shit. Than real life. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's well, it's like, like I said. Like we we like horror movies because it's a silly escape from reality. But when you start watching movies like this, it's yeah. It's kind of like you're getting into the to the to the stuff that actually happens in real life. So it's 
Yeah. I, I think it's necessary to make movies like this because it actually does shed light on, on some really nasty shit that happens in our world, but uh, at the same yeah. time, it's 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 hard to watch. To, uh, to fast forward towards the end of the movie, I'm not going to give anything away because if you want to watch it, like if it's, it's it's an experience of a movie, you know, like I I would recommend it to, to I, people. Yeah, watch. I would I say would, I would say watch movie. it once. It's, it's actually a really good movie. It's, it's just, very well made. They, they, they it's really well acted. It's incredibly. It's well just acted. if you if you like, especially if you know, like if you're sensitive to this kind of stuff, though, I would say stay away from this one for sure. Yeah. Um, um, I, I personally, I was kind of let down by the end of this movie. I was literally just about to bring up how much I liked the end of the movie. Really? Um, to explain me, to me was, why, and then I'll I, explain just, why I didn't like it, and then we'll move on to the next movie. Because it's, it's, I liked it because it was, I thought it was decently suspenseful. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't suspenseful in the way that most movies build and build and build and build. It was more like real life suspenseful. Like, certain things happen and you're rooting for her and like, you well, want I, things to happen. And it, it's so tense when she's trying to do certain things and she can get caught at any moment. Like it's, right. It, it, it was kind of gripping. I, I remember when I was watching it, I was like grabbing my leg and my hand was like kind of clutching my thigh. Because I was like, I was like, get out, get out, get out. Like, yeah. I was like, I, was, I wanted her to do this. That was my leg. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, I, I loved it though. I thought I thought the ending was super satisfying. It was it was a very satisfying ending because it it, it what often in these kind of movies what you want to happen doesn't happen, and in this movie it did for the most part. I I disagree. Here's why. Okay. Uh, I I agree with you that like right up until the very end of the movie. I, I liked everything like it was it was all really suspenseful and uh and, and played out really well and everything but in this type of movie I want like uh, this is going to sound terrible to say but these people have been doing things that are just so appalling that I like there's a sick part of me that just wants like carnage at the end you know yeah. I'm just like just just let them die so hard and they went for like the arty ending instead, like like they cut to literally like the last five minutes of the movie is in slow motion, backed by this terrible Joy Division song, and uh, is that who it was? Yeah, um, and it's just like it's I didn't hipster shit. Yes, yeah, hipster <laughs> shit. I I didn't I didn't like it. Like I like there was um, something happens between Evie and John, which was all right, but like not not. Not necessarily what I was hoping for, considering what they had put this girl through, and then, like, you don't really, you don't really see what happens to certain characters by the end of the movie. And like I said, it's just like it slows to a crawl at the end. It the does, last five like, minutes, you're just watching in slow motion. I think I liked like, it because that's that that slow to the crawl part, like, kind of gives you time to digest everything that had happened to this poor girl. Yeah. And then, and so, so you're, you're, it gives you time to digest that while still watching it progress, if that makes sense, because mm-hmm. it's in slow mo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, I what happened between Evie and John though, I it was abrupt. I didn't see it coming. It was abrupt. I definitely saw it coming. Um, I saw something, something. I saw something of the like coming. Mm-hmm. Like I, I figured that something like that was going to happen. I did not expect it to be exactly the way that it played out but yeah. i still liked it though because it kind of came out of nowhere. you're like oh 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 that's happening now, now. This is okay happening. <laughs> shit just got real mm-hmm. like um i mean it was it, I, I, to I a certain extent it. the end was satisfying because uh 
Um, I don't know if I should spoil the ending. I, to a certain extent, it was, it was satisfying. But as far as like what I wanted to happen to John and Evie, yeah, I wasn't satisfied with that. Because like I said, like in in real life, if you if this kind of thing happened and you saw these people, you'd be like, just, just murder them. I would have been more <laughs> happy had Vicky been the person that dealt the justice right it's a, yeah it's almost I'll, like I'll, she, I'll leave it at that <laughs> yeah it's almost like she didn't get any uh um that being said though put yourself in that position redemption though, that life, at all. you're only you're sorry you're oh. o- you're only <laughs> i had hot dogs for dinner all right the burps are strong tonight <laughs> gross i'm glad you're blowing them jay's way <laughs> um if you were in Vicky's position, though, your only your only thing your would be only getting thing out is yeah. getting out. It's like, yes, you want to kill these people. You, uh, spoiler, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you want to kill these people, but like you more so want to just get out of there. Right. And you know that your mother and father are right there. You know, like you'll get your 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 as long as you're safe, those people will get caught. Right. So it's like that would be your that's your number one goal is just yeah. to get the fuck out of there. And then and, and so then, it's realistic. It might not have been climatically yeah it's, like what you wanted, but it's the more realistic ending. I oh, think. definitely realistic. I and I guess I guess this whole movie was kind of uh, rooted in realism. So it's it, I, I, it it definitely is the more logical type ending yeah. to it. But I just it was like unsatisfying for me. On a more on a more comical based, note. based on a horror level, you know, like I. I'm a horror fan, so I sure, want to sure. see her just like smash their brains into the ground at the end. On a bit more of a comical note with this movie, because there's not many in it, but <laughs> no. was the beer that John was drinking, was it just a Miller Light can that instead of saying light, it just said beer? Did you notice that? <laughs> uh, was it the white can with the old English letter that says light? I'm pretty sure it just said beer. <laughs> I didn't notice that. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> Um, and, and then to wrap it up, like I, to me, this movie was so real that at the end, I just, I was like, this isn't a happy ending. No. Because no. No, even if she's reunited with her family, she's, she's, she's ready. She's looking at a, a lifetime of hardship, you yeah. know, people don't come out of situations like that and, and live like a, you know, there's, there's people who can make progress, but. Yeah, it's I, it's hard to get out of a situation like that. And at that, that rate, dude, the, uh, this, the last thing I'm going to say about this. Speaking of very small characters that have big backstories, mm-hmm. I felt the boyfriend. Yeah, I liked the idea that uh, the mother didn't really care for the boyfriend. It seemed like in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yet it seemed like through this whole thing, like the boyfriend was like sort of. He was integral to the whole. Integral to the whole thing or well, whatever. He's the one that actually figured out the code that was in the letter that she wrote. Yeah. You know, it's kind of that, the same that deal. That put them in the right place to end up finding her. Yeah, and it's kind of the same deal in the second movie too. Actually, the the the, the significant other plays a very similar role oh, in both, yeah, in both for movies. Sure. Yep. Um, and I and I kind of like that. You know, it's like you there's differences, and it makes you realize like we all love the same thing, we all want the same thing, right. and that's the best for your your daughter. You right. know, and it brings and I, I'm sappy me, but it brings things together, and you know, it, and I, I I just kind of like that. It's a lot of depth in this movie. Like, yeah. Every character has a lot of layers and that's the sign of very good writing and very good acting and yeah. very good filmmaking and for a directorial um, directorial debut like this was strong yeah very, very strong. strong very strong so so that was the um that was uh, Hounds, 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 of Hounds of Love. Love. Uh, you can find that one on Hulu if you if you yes. want to check it out. Uh, Highly recommend it. Even if not, it's... it's not a it's not a date night movie unless you're Mike's guitar player and his wife <laughs> for some 
weird fucking know, reason. I'm not sure they would call it a date night movie. <laughs> they saw it though, and I think they were impacted by it, and they liked it. That's yeah. all. Um, um, yeah, don't. I, I'd Who say they're they're fucked up. I'd I don't say know. not a date night movie. <laughs> don't watch it with your parents. Uh, don't watch it with children around, obviously. But uh, check it out. Uh, so the next movie we're going to talk about is called The Loved Ones. Yes. We go from Hounds of Love to The Loved Ones. Lots of love. Lots of similarities. <laughs> Lots of, like I said, it's just it's all about <laughs> it's all about love in the face of adversity, and these people are just trying to make their way <coughs> in the world. Um, this one we wanted to end with this, with this one because it's uh, it's, it's more much, fun. Yeah, it's much more fun. <laughs> I mean, it's still about somebody being held captive and tortured, but it's definitely more in the realm of like fan. Wait. There is payoff in this Fantastical movie. Fantastical horror, believe. amazing payoff, a- absolutely. <laughs> like this is the type of ending. That, it's because I watched. I watched. Uh, I didn't finish Hounds of Love until today. Yeah. So I watched uh, the Loved Ones in its entirety first. Okay. And and I, it, the end is very satisfying. Oh, in this it's one. so, so satisfying. So that's it's, kind of what I was looking kind for. Kind of you know? the ultimate scorpion. <laughs> oh man. Oh jeez. We'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. It's okay. Great. So um. I didn't pull it up yet, so why don't you uh, yeah, right give here. us a rundown uh, on The, the Loved, Loved Ones. from 2009, uh, directed by a guy named Sean Byrne. Now, if you know if you know Sean Byrne, um, maybe you do, maybe you don't, he directed a movie that was released was recently called The Devil's Candy. Oh. I did not realize with that the, it was the same with, guy. With uh, Ethan Emery? Yep. I did oh. not realize it was the same guy. I haven't seen that yet. Devil's Candy is amazing. I think this is like the third week in a row we've mentioned it. Uh, so we should do we should do an episode on artists like uh, tortured artists. Okay, there's got to be enough of them out there. That'd be that'd be a fun. I actually have an game. idea for the other movie we can Boom, do. There so you go. Let's do that next week. But um, you heard it first. You, uh, you heard it first here on the yeah, Buzzkill uh, Podcast. So Sean Byrne though, uh, I actually saw the Loved Ones. I watched this movie quite a long two time years ago. ago. Two yeah. years ago, something like that. Uh, when I first heard about it, uh, I believe that Sean Byrne was on. He was either on the movie Crypt podcast with Adam Green and Joe Lynch, or they talked about it. I forget which mm-hmm. one it was, but um, uh, yeah. So this movie is uh, about it's a, it's a boot. Uh, it's give a boot. me your best uh, Australian synopsis here. Oh geez, it's very uh, short. So I don't know how to do Australian. Uh, when when Brent when Brent turns down his class classmate, <laughs> I can't do Australian. When Brent turns down his classmate, Lola's invitation to the prom. She concocts. I can't she do. Concocts. She she concocts a, wi- a wildly violent plan for revenge. I can't do Australian. That's like. Uh, I can't, can't you do Australian? Uh, is that how you do it? Yeah, come on. Well, you do it. When, you sound better. When Brent turns down his class, my letters invitation to the prom, he contacts a wildly violent plan for revenge. That was not bad. Yeah, there you go. Like usually you suck at accents. <laughs> that one's pretty. I think. See what I think that is? Is that's actually you trying to do an English accent, and it sounds completely Australian. That's exactly. Yeah, that's brilliant. All right. Hey, what the Beatles, eh? So, <laughs> yep. There you go. You just you just fucked yourself. Uh, so in case you couldn't tell, when Brent turns down his classmate Lola's invitation uh, to the prom, she concocts a wildly violent plan for revenge. He sticks a ding out to ate her baby. Oh, you lost no, yeah, it. Yeah, I lost it. I lost it. Um, anyway, yeah. So, so Brent is like the cool, uh, sort of an outcast dude. It seems like, sort of like he's, nah, not, he's not a jock. He's like the cool, like freak dude. Well, you don't really know Ish. what. It, I don't know. Something happens in the beginning of the movie that, because uh, to me, when you're when you're first introduced to him in the beginning of the movie, when he's driving down the road with his uh, with his dad, it, he seems like he's just a. Uh, he seems like he's just a good kid, you know, like. Sure. Like he's just a He's hanging just, out with his dad rather than coming back from somewhere. Yeah, just talking, chatting, like he's a kind of a pretty boy. Like he, he just uh just seems like a good dude, but 
something happens that ends up kind of throwing pretty his, boys are good dudes. Too. Yeah, just <laughs> well, I mean, speaking as a pretty boy. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're my bad axe terms. <laughs> I'm like a, I'm, I'm like a, like an eight five in bad axe. I'm more like a three down here. You know, <laughs> take me over to California. I'm like a negative six. The cows love them. <laughs> <laughs> Four out of five cows agree. James is a pretty boy. <laughs> okay. Um, so he seems like he just seems like a good kid, but something happens that kind of throws his life into a spiral, and you you see him uh, six months in the future, and he just kind of looks burnt out, and he's uh, he's talking about how he just wants to go home and smoke weed and yeah. just well, sit that, around. That's not much of a spoiler. It happens in the first five minutes of the movie. It's not much of a spoiler. So he he he's basically he's driving I think for the first time maybe his permit or whatever they yeah really they don't explain it too much, um but something happens and he uh, uh somebody's in the middle of the road and he swerves to not hit the guy ends up crashing his car and his father dies, right so this this drives a wedge between him and his mother and everything else like his whole life has just radically changed yeah. from this point on yeah he's very depressed. He cuts himself. He like wants to die. Like there's, there's a lot of really, really kind of heavy under overtones to his his condition after, um, you know, he's got this girl who is like super cute and loves him to death, and it's like he just doesn't even find happiness in that anymore. Like he just, right. you know, he's just he, depressed. He, he, he does. Depressed. He, do, he like, does, and he doesn't. You yeah. know, it's kind of like he's just uh, going through the motions. Yeah. Um. So, this uh, this other girl, Lola. Lola. Uh, <laughs> Hello, Lola. She comes up to him and and asks him uh, very sweetly, <sighs> like she. I, I felt like so bad for know, her in this moment because he could tell like she just. It took so much courage. She walks up and she's just like, "Will you go to the dance with me?" And and he says, he, "I mean, like he wasn't being a no, dick or anything. He just sorry, he I'm says, going. 'I'm I'm sorry. I'm going with Holly, who was his girlfriend.'" Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, he wasn't being a jerk to her or anything like that. But he walks away from her and you just see, like... Like, I I've in the, I went from feeling really bad, because it took a lot of courage for her to ask that, to being instantly scared. Because now, you can just you, see this change on her face where it's like... Were you, ever, were you ever the dude in high school that asked the girl who was maybe a little out of your range... To a dance. Keep in mind, I'm an eight five and bad axe. So <laughs> <laughs> this is also when I weighed like seven hundred pounds less than I do right now. Well, Milky the cow said yes. So I was, so. I looked, I looked pretty good. I was, uh, I was. Which no, my... Have you ever done that though? Like, 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 were you ever turned down though? Like, like, did you ever like build up the confidence to go talk to somebody and just got completely shot down and rejected? No, it did happen to me. Oh, it did really? Yeah, well, I, I can think of one time when it did happen to me. Um, and, uh, we're not going to talk about that, but... <laughs> well, no, now you have to tell me the story. I'm sorry. No, it was when I was in middle school. It wasn't even high school. It was, like, middle school. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, no, I was, I was a nerdy kid, sort of. Like, mm -hmm. I, I did, I wasn't, like, I wasn't, like, one of the popular kids. I was a floater. You know, like, I liked everybody. Everybody liked me for the most part. But, yeah, yeah you're that floater kid. They said they did, anyway. Oh, fuck you. Um, <laughs> no, but, like, I've, I've done that before. And, and, and quite frankly, it's demoralizing when it happens it really oh, is like, i can see like that you, you build up the you build up the confidence to finally ask somebody on a on a date or ask them to the, the in this case the prom or dance whatever right. i think for me it was a high school dance or a middle school dance whatever sure um 
in the scheme of things, it doesn't fucking matter. No, you're not at all. 14 years old, like, right. or 13, whatever. But rejection is never rejection fun. Rejection is never fun, <laughs> No matter what and, age you are. And uh, this girl uh, takes it a little bit far. Just a little bit. She what? She takes it a little far. Oh, the, oh, in in the movie. Yeah. Oh, we switched from your life to the movie. <laughs> I was like, what's going no, on no. here? I'm just. My point was, like, I, 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 when she got rejected, I, th- I mentioned this when we were watching the movie. I felt so bad for her because you can tell if she wasn't crazy, it took every bit of like confidence in her to just which, muster up, which was and very walk little. Like him. she's so timid when she exactly. comes up and asks him, and then she's just like so dejected afterward. It's, exactly. it's so sad. And so before you know that she's a raging bitch, like you just feel really bad for her. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you're just like, Oh my God, this poor girl. Like, yeah. like, and it wasn't like he was a dick, but it's just like, Oh, my heart sinks for you. But then about five minutes later <laughs> in the movie, you find out that she is an absolute psychopath just, weirdo because just mega he ends <laughs> Sure, we'll go with that. Uh, so uh, he ends up in his car, uh, in it, well, in his girlfriend's car, in Holly's car, and they're getting it on, and uh, it pans up from. I think he's getting a beach or something at the oh, yeah. time, oh, yeah. and it pans up, and Lola is just standing outside of the car, just staring at them. It's like, ooh, like, this is spooky. They're, they're doing it. She's like on the window and she's like oh god <laughs> she doesn't tap on the window doesn't she? no I thought she did no 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 oh, maybe, like, maybe, I'm picture, maybe I pictured that then <laughs> no I think you're thinking about later in the movie when his uh, buddy and the oh, and the, yep, and the goth yep, girl yep, are getting yep. in on um, <laughs> what a weird side story by the that way that was a weird side story but <laughs> we'll it was it was we'll entertaining um, so so then uh, he, he goes home to talk to his mom he uh, his mom has become basically a shell of the person she probably a shell of a was. person, and and she has like this deep fear of her son being in automobiles. Yep. And so she, which is which is weird, not necessarily in automobiles, but with people who haven't driven much, because he says, "Well, I'm going to the dance tonight." And she says, "Well, how are you getting there?" He says, "Holly's gonna pick me up," and she says, "I'll give you money for a cab," and he's like, "I'll still be in a car, mom." Yeah. And she said, but those people have experience, you know? And so she's really freaked out about him getting in a car. So he just, he's like, no, I'm, I'm over this. So he decides to go out for a walk and, uh, and ends up like, this is where you kind of, this is where you kind of really see that he just, just seemingly doesn't care about his life that yeah. much anymore. Cause he, he starts does, to, he, he starts to climb this rock wall. And when he gets about three quarters of the way to the top, he just grabs He's got his feet planted, and he grabs onto a finger hold, and he just leans backward. Like, like he just doesn't tell, even care. It's like he wants nature to take its course. But then he almost does fall. But then nature does take its course. And, and he gets freaked out about it, and he doesn't want to die. He right. tries everything. So it's like you, you, you can see the confliction, though, in his character. Right. Like he's he's so hurt and depressed by what happened, mm-hmm. yet, yet he's not... It's, a, it's a, the person that cuts themselves because they want to feel something other than, like, their pain. But they don't want to die either. You right. know, it's like this weird... Which is actually him in this movie. He's got, a, yeah. he's got like, a dog chain necklace, but it's a, a razor blade. And, and you see that he's actually been cutting himself yeah. on the ribs and stuff like that. Which so is it's... weird. Did you, did you get the, the weird sensation that his girlfriend saw that? And, like, she it almost made... got turned on. I know, it. right? Just I don't like think it was a... supposed to be like that. I think it was supposed to be like, let me take, let me take this away like, from yeah, you. Yeah, let like, me, let, like, but it, let but me, let me help you. it's weird. It comes yeah. off as though she's like, 
oh, that's hot. And she goes for right. it. Like, eh, that, that's I think it is the opposite way, though. Like, she's like, let me be your comfort rather and than I, you cutting yourself. I have to point out, we're talking about him climbing this wall. I have to point out um, his dog. Yeah. Fucking rock climber extraordinaire. <laughs> no, the dog just goes <laughs> up the side <laughs> and waits for him at the top. He still jumps over some shit. Like, it's, it gets up there. Well, dogs are way cooler than we are. <laughs> Uh, by the way, not to I know, big I know. big spoilers, but um, apparently Australians hate dogs I know. because in both of these movies, uh, the dogs. Oh God, the one in. Oh, the one in Hounds of Love oh, was bad. God, it, it, it hurt my heart. Like, like legitimately, my heart sank. I'm like, yeah. oh, and the sound again. Like, it's ugh. yeah. No, there's nothing worse yeah. than the sound of a dog whimpering. You know, I'm gonna prep <laughs> people for this because it's not something that you want to go into without knowing it's there. Should I prep them for it? What? Let's just say that dogs and, like, kicks don't mix. It's actually, you could probably sell that saying to, to like, the ASPCA or dogs, something. Dogs, and, dogs kick. and kicks don't mix. <laughs> it's genius. Oh, it's bad, though, man. I, I fucking oh, kill as many is... people as you want in movies. <laughs> just leave the animals leave alone. Leave the dogs alone. Like, come on. They're man's best friend. They're just trying to help. Yeah, especially this one. Like uh, in 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 the in in Hounds of Love, it was like the guy did it out of rage, which yeah. is not an excuse, but like you, yeah, dog shit on the carpet and he yeah. lost his damn mind. In this one, there was like no need for it. No, it was just because the dad's a fucking psychopath. psychopath idiot. So anyway, let's get to. So uh, basically, he ends up at the top of this rock wall, just kind of sitting there listening to music vegging out and uh and he gets abducted yeah and uh this is where the fun starts yeah this is this is where the real fun the um, real light-hearted stuff i don't starts. want to i don't want to keep going scene by scene because i don't want to no give yeah away. let's, I don't give yeah, let's away. jump around but here, um but the long story short though he gets abducted or whatever she basically is just pissed because he said no and she apparently has a long history of abducting people and basically setting up this fairy tale school dance right. where everything is perfect for mm-hmm. her you know uh, her dad buys her the 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 nice dress a beautiful dress and, and high then, heels and then, to and wear then, and then and then proceeds to watch her change into it she asks she asks him to the though. sexual tension between the father and the daughter is the fucking weirdest thing under the sun and i i don't know exactly how to process it <laughs> Uh, it's, I mean, that's that's kind of that's kind of the whole point. Like, I know just, it is. It's, it's so supposed, uncomfortable. It's supposed to be just disgusting and uncomfortable. There's a scene where they literally almost kiss. Yeah. Like it's and it's fucking gross, and oh, <laughs> oh I can't do it. It's so gross. And 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 it, what's even weirder about it is you can tell the dad is like so conflicted about it, like it, like he. Like it, oh god, it's I I feel sick even just saying this. Like you can tell he wants to bang his daughter so much. Here's a, here's a way but there's could, a part of him that knows that he's not supposed here's to. A, here's a good way to so describe it. So you just see like his face is like contorting yes. in these ways where yes. he's just like I don't want to do this, but I yes. totally do. It's gross. It's like it's like it's like if you're if you're if you you take a girl up for the first time, right? And you're not all about that like first night fucking. <laughs> But but the night gets there and like Never you're trying it. you're trying your best though to like be a gentleman and say like, I don't really want to do it I wasn't I wasn't planning on it but she wants me and so you find yourself just kind of sinking into the situation very slowly even though you're like very aware that you shouldn't be doing it but you don't stop yourself <laughs> I clearly I've been here before. <laughs> 
was like, this sounds like you, know uh, you really like, know what it's can you about. Actually, can you actually relate to what I'm talking about? Like, it's, uh, like, it's, like, it's like when you're doing something, it's like you want to do it, but you know you shouldn't be. And well, so you can almost watch yourself sink into the situation very slowly. Well, no, because but, well, <laughs> no, not at all. Because what you're talking about is two consenting, non-related adults easing in to bang each other. We're not talking about a father and daughter having... Oh, a... it was my father. No, <laughs> Kidding, it was yours. Oh, dude, now that I think about it, if whoa, this whoa, guy whoa, whoa. No, if this guy grew a mustache, he'd kind of look like your dad. <laughs> no, he would not. He Fuck totally you. would. No, he would not. Absolutely he would. No, he would not. Definitely. No. I'm gonna photoshop him. My father him. is a beautiful man. He is a beautiful man, but I I'm gonna photoshop <laughs> a mustache onto this actor and I'm gonna show you that I'm this, right. This actor looked like the deformed dude in the beginning of the Evil Dead remake. No. <laughs> yes. No, look at look at him. He's a he's a he's a perfectly normal looking not dude. like my dad at all though totally. not at all yeah. no you're fucking wrong all you need to do I hope, is i hope my family doesn't listen to this <laughs> good lord <laughs> joking there, um, wait there he is with the mustache see he looks like your dad no he doesn't yes he totally no, does no he does he looks like um what's his name uh uh, uh jay jonah from um spider-man no yes he does jk uh yes. jk simmons yes. no way all right, we're way anyway, out. We're way out. Anyway, here. anyway, so it's weird though. The fucking sexual tension between the the the, it's the very daughter disgusting. and the father is 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 yeah, unruly and gross and ugh. Um, well, and like the the scene from the beginning of our show, the intro, where she's making um, uh, what the hell's his name? Uh, Brent. Yeah. Where she's making him piss into a cup. Uh, the dad is standing there watching this whole thing, and she's like holding his schlong in this cup, and like, and, you can see and she's and he's like uncomfortable. Like, he's uncomfortable it. with it, and and he's watching his daughter as she's like making these like really sexual kind of noises because she loves that he's pissing in this cup. It's like, oh god, it's all so weird and Someone's creepy. Someone's got a weird fetish. Oh, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> pee on me, daddy. <laughs> oh god, gross. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Um, so. Let, let's get to the torture, because that's the fun oh, part yeah, of this yeah, movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the there's, there was something very... So the first thing that they do to him, when, when he wakes up out of this... Because uh, the, the dad had used uh, like chloroform on him or something yeah. like that to kidnap him. Knock him out. And uh, <laughs> for some reason, I found this part mildly comical. But when he gets back to the house and pulls back the sheet, and you just see like a, a point of view shot from the trunk looking up at Lola and her dad... And uh, and Brent's not moving, and she's she's like she's like why isn't he moving? And he's like, oh, I didn't use that much. And they start poking him, and she's like, You've ruined everything. <laughs> <laughs> and then he finally wakes up. And they're like, Oh no, there he goes. Yeah, well they found the but, pulse. He found the pulse. yeah, he found the pulse. That's right. And uh, so they take him in, and one of the one of the things that they do to him, the first thing that they they do to him when he finally comes to around the dinner table. Uh, Leads to one of the things that I found the most um, uh, sort of disturbing about the movie, which is so they they basically take a, a syringe full of bleach, yep. and they shove it into his throat and inject him with bleach. And it wasn't it, bleach; it was blue. It was like house cleaner or something. Some, something yeah, some weird. kind of cleaning yeah. agent or something. But and they and they they make such a big like they have such a laugh about this. Like he. Uh, he goes to scream as she's pushing this needle into his throat and then she starts injecting him with it and you can just hear like as his vocal cords are like oh yeah uh, are like are just like um disintegrated by this stuff and the and lola and her dad look at each other and they go i can't hear you (laughs) and for the rest of this for the rest of the movie he can't talk and all he can do is scream 
but his vocal cords are so uh, demolished yeah. by this stuff that it's just like this inhuman, like horrible yep. gurgling, like, and that is what. That was one of the things that I found the most uh, disturbing about the whole movie is like every time they would do something terrible, he would make that sound. Yep. And I was like, fuck, yep. that's just terrible. Oh, gosh, it was like so brutal. But uh, so, so yeah, they inject him with that stuff so that he can't make a lot of noise. Mm-hmm. And then they proceed to uh, eat dinner, eat, <laughs> eat, eat, eat dinner with. So it's uh, so it's it's Brent. It's Lola. Also Brent. known as Princess yep. by her father. And then it's Bright Daddy, Eyes. and then it's Bright Eyes, who, who is the, who is Dad's wife, I believe. Yeah, it was. I always um, thought it was his mother at first. Well, no, because because she looks so emaciated, like you. It, she well, it's because they. Well, it's because they've been is. subjecting her to the same treatment that they're subjecting these boys to. Yeah. You know, like they. You oh. can see that she's got a hole in the center of her head, and you don't really know what it's from yep. until later in the movie, and uh, and they 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 call her Bright Eyes, and. Uh, but later on in the movie, Lola calls her mother. Yeah. You remember? Yep. So, uh, it's just like this gross dinner party going on between them. And then when she they're trying to get a chicken wing into his mouth. I found that so disgusting. Well, not only because it was <laughs> not only because it was gross in itself, like shoving a chicken wing into his mouth, but it's the same chicken wing that was just in bright eyes mouth. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Oh God. And the, the right after that, she makes some sucker finger, which is, yeah. it's just like. <laughs> and then she, she was so, so oh man, Lola was so gross in this movie. She and, is one of the like, most vile villains I think that I've oh, seen dude. in, in a movie in forever. You give me, give me the Joker, give me all these like, crazy, maniacal, crazy bad guys, right? Fucking Lola is more maniacal than she any was, of them. She was a fantastic villain. Oh. Like I, uh, Robin McLevy, who plays this, this role, I thought she was amazing. Yeah. Because she just, you hate her so much. She's, and she's, and, she's just a disgusting human being too. Oh God, there's a that there's tooth? a part. <laughs> there's a there's a part in the like I have a I can watch people's I can watch people's brains come flying out of their heads. I can watch people chop each other's limbs off. But for some reason, there's there's certain <laughs> things that really get to me. It's like snot. And spit and like stuff on people like mouth phlegm. Oh, dude, she just she oh, takes a God. she she takes a drink <laughs> so of gross. she takes a drink of milk and then she's got a milk mustache, oh. and she has it for like five minutes. And I had to almost look away from the TV because, dude, when they used to do those milk mustache uh, ads in magazines, yep. like milk does a body good, and and they would it'd be like, see, Cindy Crawford drinks milk, and it would be a picture of Cindy Crawford with a milk mustache. I would almost vomit every vomit. I'm going back to my puberty self back when I used to almost vomit when I would see Puc- Cindy. Pukerty. Pukerty. I, oh, man. Milk mustaches it's, are gross. But well, then couple... she, she goes to drink the milk and then she goes, ah, and you can see all the like milky spit in her mouth. I, oh, it, 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 so it's, gross. it's drawn from the top jar to the bottom. Oh, oh God. It's so disgusting. So nasty. It's actually making me almost gag right now. Yeah. And, Let's move on. Yeah. And, and speaking of how <laughs> maniacal like she is, there's a lot of times in these kind of movies, and especially in torture movies, where they will they will show the beginnings of like, this really horrific torture scene, mm-hmm. and then the last minute something will happen and it doesn't happen. You know, like they'll cut away from it or something, or or the guy will kick her away, and, and what you think this horrible thing doesn't actually happen. In this movie, it happens. They fucking happen, <laughs> and it's like oh, like one of the things that they do is they drill a hole into his fucking forehead through the skull and then 
the idea is to proceed to pour boiling water into the hole and it like scrambles your brain. It basically like lobotomizes and you. And that's what happens to Bright Eyes, the mom. That's yeah. why she's so crazy and fucked up. And that's what they're going to well, do. Well, she's, she's almost a catatonic. Like she just sits there doing nothing. You yeah. Know? And now luckily they didn't do the water thing. So I guess I was right. They they do stop it prematurely. But right. I did not expect from the first time I saw this for them to actually drill a hole into his yeah. forehead. Like I did not see it coming. Yeah. It's, it's like, oh my god, they're doing that. Because in the in the in the trailer and 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 like promo videos and stuff, you see the drill going toward his head, and you're like, this is one of those things where at the last second yeah. he's gonna like he's gonna free his hands and punch him and in the not face only or once, something. But they do nope. it twice. Yeah. <laughs> he widens the hole. And he's making that awful sound the <laughs> oh. entire time. Oh. So, so does the boiling water thing actually work? I don't know. I was telling Aaron about this movie. Go uh, get your drill. I was I was telling Aaron about this movie just earlier today. Just making notes. Just making some notes. And I was like, I was like, yeah, they they drill a hole in this fucking guy's head, and then they're gonna pour boiling water in it. And she seemed a little skeptical about whether that would. <laughs> of course, she would. Well, I don't. I think it would kill you. I think it probably would too. Quite frankly, but I I can't say for sure. I'm not a doctor, and I'm also not a psycho. But you know what? So, though it's really cringeworthy on on screen. So give it to him. I mean, it's definitely worth a try. To like. To see, just to see, I don't know. Hey, you have a cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know, like, cause it, well, th- I would never do that. By the th- way, I would never do that. Think about, think about, think about like traditional lobotomies and stuff like that. They would, they basically stick a, a, what was the equivalent of an ice pick, yeah. into the corner of your eye and drive it into your brain and then like scramble your frontal lobe. Basically, if that doesn't kill you, I mean, you think of. Maybe a little I mean, bit of maybe a little boiling water wouldn't probably, kill you. It probably depends how much boiling water you put in. Yeah, but you it know? probably wouldn't scramble your brain. It would probably more hard boil. Well, they even, your brain. well, she even says in the movie, she's like, "This this will." Bo- <laughs> she says, "This will boil your brain, and then it'll make you like them." Yeah, which she's is when basically you, creating zombies. Well, yeah, doing. which is when you find out who them are and all the other boys that she's kidnapped. <laughs> movie is batshit crazy. They've been sticking down in this like horrible cellar. Underneath their house. How bad would the house smell? Oh, awful. <laughs> Just the worst. Oh, those are pretty heavy doors. Maybe they'd like kind of keep the stink out. <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> there's there's some other stuff, though, that happens in the movie that, that perplexed me. Uh, there's one point in time where he actually does... Uh, Blake, is that his name? Brent. No, Brent. Yep. Blake. <laughs> uh, Brent actually does get loose. Yep. And, he, and he gets outside. He has the entire world to run away into. And he climbs up a fucking tree. On yeah. their property. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What is wrong? And because he's gotten his he he's gotten his feet free at this point, right? Yep. And his hands. Yep. And so he's he's good he's to go. He's got big, giant, thick branches to hide behind. Yet somehow he manages to get knocked out by a rock being thrown <laughs> at him. Hide your head behind the fucking branch, okay? Like they're not gonna hit you. <laughs> when he falls out of that tree, it's so realistic oh, too. God. Like he falls and thuds on the top of the car. Except for it's not like it's not like the classic like a, a body falls and hits the top of the car. It's like. Half of his body hits half of the hood of the car and then just crumples onto the ground. Yep, it's yeah, very it's realistic brutal. looking. It's pretty brutal. Uh, yeah, I just I, I was just perplexed by that. I'm like, you have everywhere to run. Like, just go, <laughs> run into the wilderness, into the darkness. You or get, even uh, he was under the car at one point and and he was trying to hold on to the back of the yeah, car. Yeah, I was gonna say like hold on to the frame of the car underneath and let him drag you to wherever he's going and then get out and run yeah. the opposite direction of the headlights. Oh, like, sure. You're being hurt. tortured. Come on. <laughs> it, it would hurt, but a lot less than having steak knives oh. shoved through your feet. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yep. That was, one, that was one of those 
those moments where I was like, no, they're not actually going to do this, are they? And then they do. Again, just keeps... again, they do it twice. <laughs> that was that was one of the moment like that was one of the moments where I started to like really respect the character of Brent though because he's it was one of those things where Lola just wanted to see him cry he so bad do it. and he was the dad was like the dad was he got kind of frantic like he was pounding the steak knives into his feet to keep him secured to the ground mm-hmm. and it, the first couple times uh, Brent did his horrible bleach scream yep. or whatever and then she comes over and sits on his lap and she just wants to watch him cry and he just steals himself, you know? He's like gets this like steely look on it's his face happening. and he's just it's not, not gonna and she's just like, Cry, cry and he won't do it and I was like, Yes, he's turning into a <laughs> badass right now. Yeah. And then and then, you know, I was like, This is gonna pay off in the end. Yeah. And it um, did. Outside of the, the tortury stuff that we talked about, uh, the other characters, whatever, and the uh, the girlfriend the mother hated because she would drive him around or whatever. Right. Um, same thing happened like in the first in the in in um, uh, Hounds of Love, the the mother and the the girlfriend ended up bonding quite a bit. Like the, the girlfriend stayed over in the house and was sleeping in his bed while the mother was there. Like they kind of like a weird, uh, not weird, but like a, a a bonding thing or whatever, sure. which helped the character development of of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have the. Uh, there's another uh, the sheriff was it sheriff or deputy something like that in in this movie who's also had a son that went missing, right? And so you get kind of uh, develop his story a little bit so you realize why he at all hours of the night will drop what he's doing to go help try to find her son, right? If there's any new info, it's like they call him done. He's out looking again, which which makes what happened to him even more sad. Oh jeez, <laughs> like, quite frankly, like. And so unceremonial, too. Like, it's just like, they built him up and then, boop. His death was another one of those ones that looked like... Because there's... In in so many horror movies, uh, you know, people people take, like, a shot to the face or something. And and they, they'll fall, like... It's, it's almost like you can tell, like, the stunt guy coached them to fall a certain way. Like, make sure you fall like this and we'll get it in the shot and yeah. blah, blah, blah. I'm gonna spoil his death real quick, cause it looks all it looks so crazy. <laughs> She's uh, he finally tracks down where Brent is, mm-hmm. and goes into the house and he he opens up this massive uh, cellar that that Brent is in, and uh, Lola sneaks up behind him and Brent can't warn him because he can't speak, and he turns around just in time to see Lola swinging uh was it a meat cleaver yeah. at his face. And it's not like, so she hits him square in the face with the meat cleaver. And instead of him just like taking the shot to the face and then like, oh, falling to the ground, he's standing like half, like, like one leg off to the right of this giant hole and one leg to the left. So, so he, he, he hits oh. with half of his body on the, like the door the of the, thought. Oh, God. <laughs> and then his body spins and falls into this, into this massive cellar. It was so... Kind gnarly, of realistic gnarly. looking, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, man, that, that looks so brutal. Yeah, I would, I would definitely say that uh, Sean Byrne just like put an emphasis on like the hard thuddy falls. Yeah, in this movie. it's like he really wanted to see kind of a masochist. I think, but like, he just really wanted to see people. I think get he was hurt. like a, I think he was like a huge uh, um, <laughs> drowning pool fan. <laughs> Let the bodies hit the floor. <laughs> um, Let's talk about the weird side story real quick. Mm, mm. So there was um, yeah, um, 
Brent's friend. Brent's friend Jamie was that his yeah, name? Yeah, Jamie. Yeah, he's yeah. this weird, awkward like 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 I said. Keep in mind, Brent and Brent was kind of like the if you were in high school and there was a dude that was like the singer of a band, but he wasn't like a popular kid, but everyone kind of liked him. Yeah, that was him. Like he was like, kind of edgy, right? The edgy kind of kid. And his friend Jamie was kind of like the more the nerdy kid of the same vein. Yeah, but people just didn't like him. Is <laughs> <laughs> basically what it was. And uh, and he ends up asking this this like hot goth chick to the to the dance Mia Mia and she says yes so he's like all freaking out he's like yeah so he goes to pick her up and they go to her dad oh I'm sorry her dad, her dad is, is the is, sheriff is the sheriff that yeah. we were just talking right. about so it was her brother um, that went missing which explains a lot of her backstory well which you don't find out until close to the end which because yeah. I was I was confused about this side story throughout the entire movie I was like why what's the point in they keep going back to Jamie and Mia, and their story really doesn't mean anything at all. Like, it, in a way, it was kind of like a break from the carnage. Yeah. Like they would go to, they're they're going to the prom, and then uh, the breathing room. Yeah. They're going to the prom, and then you see them like sitting in his car, and he's being awkward, and they decide to smoke a joint, and she's chugging vodka, and they're listening to metal and headbanging together, yeah. and they finally go into the dance, and she tries giving him a hand job on the dance floor it's, and stuff like that. It's the perfect date. It's the perfect date. It's really beautiful. <laughs> but like, even though all this is happening, you're like, what's the point of this side story? It all kind of culminates in a few different things happening, but you mm-hmm. find out toward the end that uh, Mia... Uh, her brother. Her buddy. brother was yeah. one of the the dudes who went missing at the beginning, uh, or some other time, and Lola was the cause of him being missing. Yep. So, it kind of brought it all together, wrapped it up in a nice little, nice little package. <laughs> I know how I know how much you love nice little packages. <laughs> I love a nice little package. Um, but it was. But it, their their comedic back and forth though was fucking hilarious. Yeah. He was uh, the guy that played Jamie. What's his name? Richard Wilson. He was so perfect at playing the awkward, like kind of dorky kid, to a T that it was just you you can't not laugh yeah. at. Like it's so funny. Yeah, he was really good. Uh, he, he even did a standard trope where he tries to slide over the hood of the car <laughs> and falls. You've seen it a thousand times. Uh-huh. Yet for some reason, when he did it, it was so funny. Like I don't know. It was just really good. Like. The, the the writing and the the the, the acting was was fantastic. Mm-hmm. They all played their parts extremely well, he, and, it, and it worked. He reminded me of a like you you would see his character in uh, Todd versus uh, Todd in the Book of Pure Evil. He's sort of like, sort of like the drummer, um, Ni- Nigel. Was that his name? No. No, that that was from Deathgasm. Yes. What was the uh, what was the the kid? Whatever. Doesn't matter. The redhead kid yeah. from yeah. That's, he's also I, he very, reminded me a lot of that character. He's also very similar to the. Um, the kid that played in uh, Hot Tub Time Machine, and uh, he was also in Sex Drive. Have you ever seen those two comedies? Oh yeah, um, I can't think of his name, but he's very similar to that type of character. He's too. got he's got two two first names. It's like Grant Luke or something like sure. that. Sure. What the hell yeah, is that kid's name? It sounds Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> That's racist. It's not racist. It's just countryist. I'm joking. Um, uh. Where were we going with that? I, I don't know. Remember. He's a good character. This yeah. is the point. He's a, he's a good character. Yeah. Ever. Uh, and, it's a, and it's a good break from the main story. Sure. That they that they kind of incorporate this in, and it all yeah, kind of comes do, full circle. Like this one, this one where uh, where Hounds of Love, the the sort of like horrible torture aspect of it was sort of because the whole movie is pretty slow paced, so that was kind of few and far between. 
This one, if you didn't break to show other things going on in the movie, the the carnage would just be like piling on. It would yeah. just like be piling. You, you up, need that you know? break in the story, breathing room, like I said. Right, it was right, there right. to kind of like catch your breath and then go back to it. You know. Yeah. Um, we had to talk about the end because we talked about it at the very beginning, the scorpion. <laughs> Oh jeez! It's the best ending to a character ever. Like, like spoilers here. You know what we do. Um, Clark, he gets away. Clark Duke is that kid's Clark name, Duke, by the way. That's it. <laughs> the Duke. Um, so Lola and so Brent gets away, and Lola tries to follow him and chase him down. And uh, Brent. Oh, before that, I want to say, like the satisfying ending that I was hoping for. He just stabs the shit out of her father. Oh like, yeah. Like in the neck, like a dozen times. Yeah, it's, it's pretty. It is brutal. I yeah. love it. <laughs> so, because he uh, he killed her father, Lola now is on the rampage to go kill his entire family, and uh, he he gets free, steals a car, and uh, hits her basically, um, breaking her like legs and her wrists and everything, and she's like this mangled mess, but is still like using the knife to crawl forward. Oh, on the ground. Man, it was such a and the creepy car, visual. The car is in front. And at this point in time, there's a reunion between uh, uh, Brent and um, uh, Holly. Holly, and uh, they both look at her in the rearview mirror, and it's the best ending to a fucking movie ever. <laughs> she's like on the ground with her spine arched up, and she's looking up, and this car is reversing straight into her, <sighs> and just like spine backwards. It's amazing. And I this, love it. This is a, <laughs> this movie also ended in slow mo. It did, except, right. <laughs> except for except for the very last split second where the the car finally makes contact <laughs> with her, and it's just like splat, and then cut to black. It's so satisfying, though. <laughs> it is so incredibly satisfying to such a vile villainous character. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved it. This movie's great. Uh, oh, actually, it, it wasn't splat and then cut to black. It was, uh, they they showed the reunion between the mom and Brent. They do, you're right. I forgot about that. But uh, but once again, I'm, even though this movie had more of a comedic tone to it, uh, <laughs> you know, like, this kid's going to be messed up for oh, the rest God, of his life. Yeah. Especially since he can no longer talk. There's the talking that, part. There's all that's the scars. A big, that's there's a the big probably, adjustment. He was walking really good for a guy that had steak knives shoved through his feet. Um, <laughs> he was living very good for a guy that had a hole drilled into his head. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe the adrenaline was still Just flowing saying, or something. I, mean, I don't I know. Mean, maybe. But it's but crazy. Uh, uh, yeah, I, that's. Uh, I recommend this movie. It's a it's a fun now, romp. Yeah. Now this one this one does have rewatch value yeah, to me. Yeah. Uh, like this is. Like you said, it's a it's a fun romp. It's still like horrific, but but a fun romp. I can it's, let's I can take go this back and really this really again. horrible thing and turn it somehow fun. Yep. I, it's I guess that's what all horror movies are <laughs> for the most part. But yeah, I don't know. It, you got to be a little bit sick to love it, but I think we all are a little bit uh, a little sick inside at times. A little messed up in the head. But uh, yeah, so that was the loved ones. Um, highly recommend it. Check it out. I don't think it's streaming anywhere right now. It has been in the past. I want to say it was on Netflix in the past. It was, yeah. Um, but it's no longer there now, so maybe it will be in the future. Uh, if not, you can download it on Vudu for two ninety nine. Yeah, boy. Uh, um, yeah. yeah, so that's it, right? That's it. All right. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, and is there another one I'm missing? You used to say Horror Amino, but we've <laughs> retired that. Yeah. Uh, at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzed Kill PC. Um, this this week, I want you to retweet our episode and tell us tell us what your most fond memory was uh, keeping. A person hostage. Yeah, yeah. We should, yeah that should be fun. That'd yeah. be a fun one. Yeah. Like, also, what'd you do? How'd you toy with them? What'd huh? you do? Yeah. Did you drill into their forehead. 
Did you did let you, us let us know what works the best? Because we're you literal know. fire ants in their pants. <laughs> ants in the pants. <laughs> oh, uh, you can find us on iTunes as well. Uh, jump on there. Give us like a two and a half star rating. Yeah, no one does anyway. But it'd be nice if you did. Give us a review and let us know if you think it's weird that we collect our toe clippings in mason jars and then chew them later. Yeah. Is that, is that weird? We don't know. <laughs> if you want I to chew find... Jim's, Jim chews Mike's, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I, like your fla- I like your flavor, by the way. Thanks, man. Jammy. <laughs> if you want to find J-Rodge. You can find me on all social media at Ocean Recording and also check out www.oceanrecordingstudio.com. For That's all it. your fantastic audio <laughs> needs. I'll let Jim finish it that time. So, um, speaking of your, of your recordings... We finished my record. You did. It's done. It is in the can. No one cares, Mike. Well, I said a couple weeks ago. I said a couple weeks ago that when we were done, because I have a platform and I can use it. Oh God. And damn it, it's our show. Mm. We're gonna play a song. So next week, we're gonna play a song off our record. Well, hold on. You said it's our show. What mm-hmm. if I veto? I don't care. I know a veto. <laughs> Hi, veto. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're gonna do them. We're gonna play one because why not? Uh, and next week is about tortured artists. Why not? I can give you like ten reasons, but. Mike's giving me a death stare. We're going to play one of Mike's songs next week. So next week, week it'll be uh, Jay, myself, and Jen, and uh, uh, Blockhead Podcast Part 2. <laughs> Blockhead Podcast. Oh, baby. Blockhead Podcast. Oh, I want to come. Can I come? Oh, yeah, you can. Only, <laughs> only by yourself, late at night, into a sock. While crying. <laughs> With daddy's special treat. All right. Uh, so next week, we decided we're going to do... Uh, uh, yeah, Devil's Candy and then something else about Tortured Artists. Absolutely. Done. So tune in for that and uh, enjoy yourself. All right. Pew. Cheers, boys. Yeah, Where do we get glass bottles? <laughs> <laughs>